this episode, by the way. I'll do you. I mean, that's... <laughs> it's just a soundboard of Mortal Kombat sounds. <laughs> you don't even fucking need that, like... Because honestly, like, it's... Okay, so obviously we normally talk a little bit and stuff beforehand. Mm-hmm. But my thought of how to uh, introduce this episode and stuff... Because I watched it this morning. And I was like, okay, well, how how am I going to... Uh, to let people know what we're watching. And I was like, oh, I could just do this. And this is me starting the movie. Maybe. <laughs> as soon as it decides to load. Because they, or because the internet out here is... It doesn't like HBO Max for whatever reason. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I guess every other time I watch something. <laughs> That's before the New Line Cinemas thing even fucking appears on Hell, screen. Hell, it's while it appears and everything. Like, yeah, it's, that's all going it's on. Literally, <laughs> the very first thing that happens is a very fucking aggro man just <laughs> screaming at the top of his lungs. Mortal Kombat! Uh, like, oh boy, I'm just settled in nice with my popcorn and I'm ready to watch watch this fun movie in in the theater and oh lord there's an angry man shouting at me especially in the 90s when that was before i see anything at all <laughs> like the screen is black whenever he starts screaming yeah I, well right away you know what you're getting into <laughs> like there, I mean, there's no way around it fair enough like, i wonder what the, i want i bet this movie's about the holocaust <laughs> Uh, anyway, I did it's not... It's going to be a very, very serious movie. I know it is. I, I <laughs> can just tell right away. This is a this very... Is Mortal Kombat. This is a very serious movie. <laughs> Wait. Starts off with EDM music. Yeah. <laughs> fun fact. Yeah. Because I looked up a few fun facts for this just because it's Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the soundtrack for this... Mm-hmm was rejected by two different record labels. I read that as well. <laughs> like two major record yeah, la- labels. Uh, Sony yeah. and... Um, I can't remember the other one. I know it was Sony and something else. I can't remember the other one either. Um, but because up until that point, EDM music had not sold well. Yeah, yeah. And this was the first EDM record that went platinum. Yeah, I think it was like two weeks. And it did so, uh, I just heard, under a year. No. Oh. It... I read it went platinum in two weeks, <laughs> which is insane. It could have. Like, yeah. I mean, Mortal Kombat was very, very popular. Yeah, yeah. As a By the time this one came out, I think the second or third game was already out? Uh, this released alongside Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Okay, so the third one. Yes. No, the third one released at the same time that this movie did. Like... I want to say okay. So the second one day. was already out whenever they right. were making it. it. It released in tandem with the third game. Okay, and Mortal Kombat Two was a very, very, very popular arcade game. Yeah, that uh, was actually the first arcade game to ever make more money than all of the seasonal blockbusters, like all mm. put together. Mm. The the arcade game made more money than all of the summer blockbusters put together that year. Jesus. So. Yeah, it was very popular. Kids, kids pumped in a bunch of fucking quarters. There was usually a huge crowd around any of the, uh, the Mortal, uh, Kombat. Mortal Kombat 
kiosk or whatever the fuck was going on. Uh, it didn't matter. It was either Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, or something else. Maybe Pac-Man. There were always like huge crowds around. Um, but yeah, if you haven't gathered by now by <laughs> us playing all that, we are talking about Mortal, Mortal Kombat! <laughs> I thought she freaked out. No, she's just rubbing on herself on the floor. <laughs> My dog. <laughs> yeah, she's going. Bah, 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 bah. Uh, I was watching this movie, and then I just started doing some research as well. And I was going through all the the tracks on the soundtrack, and I bought it when it first came out. The soundtrack. Don't know where the CD is now. It's long gone. I know right. I bought it whenever it first came out. And I remember listening to that CD while I was playing Goldeneye. While I was playing um, uh, Super or uh, Mario sixty four. Ocarina of Time. That was the soundtrack I was constantly listening to as I was playing all those games. <laughs> so, there's a lot of nostalgia wrapped up into this it movie makes, with me. It makes Navi way more intense. Like, <laughs> hey, listen, Mortal Kombat. Oh, fuck. Okay, what, what, what do you want? What do you want? I'm sorry, little fairy that follows me around. What do you want? Uh, anyway, yeah, we were talking about Mortal Kombat and... Uh, one thing I didn't know, we'll get I don't to it think here that I will ever be able to just say, say it. it Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it's always going to be Mortal Kombat! Even in my brain, when I just say Mortal Kombat, it's like, oh, right now it's saying, it's screaming Mortal Kombat right now. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, yes, we were talking about Mortal Kombat, and if you haven't watched this movie from 1995, just don't listen to this episode because clearly you're going to be spoiled because we are going to be talking about spoilers. Granted, this isn't a very dense movie. Yeah, you don't. You there don't, isn't much to it. You don't have to think about it. Like we're not going to be. It's not like we're giving away uh, the meaning of life, the universe, and everything. <laughs> right. Like we will whenever we do Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, <laughs> right. which we are absolutely doing at some point. Yes, I want to read the book before that we movie do that. Is fantastic. Um, anyway. I really wish they made the whole series of Douglas Bradley's books. Did he make more than one? Uh, there was. Um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Diner at the Edge of the Universe, and I want to say there was at least one other one. Okay. But all dealing with the same theme about a man in outer space and type of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all based around the same story mm. of Arthur Dent, I believe. It was originally a 1978 radio comedy broadcast. It was later adapted into other formats, including stage shows, novels, comic books, a 1981 TV series. 1984 video game and a 2005 feature. Oh, it is British property. They get a lot of things that we don't. Like, there's a Doctor Who video game that came out for the PS3 that we never saw here in the States. Um, anyway, I am Greg Vance. I'm Ryan Downing. And this is Nardinian. And this is Mortal Kombat! <laughs> um, I did not know this movie was directed by Paul Anderson. Or what he now goes by as Paul, Paul W. S. Anderson. Anderson yes. yes. In the mo- in the credit of this movie, it's just Paul, Paul Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. I did. I kind of did the same thing. Like, whenever I saw it, I was like, "Wait, no." <laughs> then I looked it up. I was like, "Oh, yes." <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, getting what we get with later on with the Resident Evil movies, this one isn't half bad yeah. in comparison to those movies. I yeah. mean. Those movies have a place in my heart just because I was a teenager. At least the first, like, two have a place in my heart because I was a teenager when the first two came out. So they have a nostalgic, uh, the Resident Evil movies. 
Honestly, I just watched them like a month ago. The Resident Evil? Yeah. All of them? All of them. Uh, I haven't watched because four and on for quite a while. <laughs> well, I hadn't watched them in a long time. Mm. And it was right after I watched the trailer for Land of the Dead. Oh, okay. And I was like, I'm really in a zombie mood. Mm. And it was really fucking long days at work. And nothing was going on. So I'm like, meh. <laughs> this can play in the background. I've been watching them So I didn't, like, watch-watch them, but I watched them. <laughs> right. Just in and out of the narrative and everything. Um, so, yeah, and those movies aren't the greatest thing in the world. He just directed another movie called Monster Hunter with his now-wife, uh, Mila jo- Jovovich. I think is how you pronounce her last name. Um, which is another video game movie. Which is another video game movie. So he's very deep into the I, video game I wanna movies. Look at his fucking. I'd almost bet now. he's done several. Not only just Mortal Kombat, Resident Evil, Monster Hunter. I think he's done a few others as well that did not pan out as well. I'm gonna go to IMDb. Yeah, it was a great to... website to go to if you need any movie facts. <laughs> that one's free. <laughs> he's directed 18 movies. Okay, and. Probably or eighteen a, things. A third of them have to be the Resident Evil movies. Um, I don't think he did two of them. I think he did the rest so of them. So he did a movie in nineteen ninety four called Shopping, okay, which I've never seen. <laughs> he did Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. He did Event Horizon. Oh, that one's not half bad. These are all as Paul Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he did the Kurt Russell movie called Soldier. I don't remember that one. In 1998. Then in 2000, he did a movie called, or a a made-for-TV movie called The Sight. And then Resident Evil, Alien vs. Predator, a TV movie called Drift. He did the original Death Race with Jason Statham. And then Resident Evil, Afterlife, Three Musketeers, Resident Evil Retribution, Pompeii, Resident Evil The Final Chapter, Origin, Monster Hunter, and is apparently directing a new one called In the Lost Lands that is not out yet. Hmm. He's produced 20, including all of the Resident Evil. Yeah, his name is attached Monster Hunter, um, the rest of the death races after the first one. He didn't direct. Um, From what I understand, he Monster... Produced, he produced Pandorum. Which was a decent... Is that one named a half bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a space age yep. version okay, of a zombie okay. movie. Um, in, uh, as a producer, he also produced the DOA movie, Dead or Alive, which is another video game franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That one was shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> 90% of video game movies are shit. Well, yeah... I'm just saying, the DOA one, A, it's based on a property where a bunch of the women are scantily clad, and then B... Well, and, and the problem is, so, like, the Mortal Kombat... The first Mortal Kombat movie was very well received. Mm-hmm. So it spawned not only because... So fighting games are very popular. Mm-hmm. There's also very popular uh, franchises of video games mm-hmm. called DOA, which is Dead on Arrival, which is the other one that he did, and Tekken. Like, Tekken is another very, mm, yeah, very yeah. well-known... Is it Dead on Arrival? I thought it was Dead or Alive. Or it could be Dead or Alive. I don't I don't fucking know, because I don't pay attention to it enough. <laughs> so, I mean, it was... Tits and ass. It, yeah, that's yeah, all that's that movie pretty was, much all it was. Tits yeah. and ass. There's literally a version of the game where you just uh, start manipulating the boobs in certain ways. 
Um, so yeah, it was just about tits um, and ass. And uh, both of those got made into movies as well, but yeah. they weren't as well received. Like was even Tekken? The, even the Tekken one, I don't think was super well received. I don't ever remember seeing it though. I do know that the man who plays Shang Sun mm-hmm. or Shang Soon in this movie mm-hmm. plays the bad guy in the Tekken movie as well. Kerry Hiroyuki Tagaga. Tagawa? Tagawa. Tagawa. Yeah, yeah. Kerry yeah. Tagawa. Yeah, That's he, what plays, I'll just he plays the bad guy in uh, the Tekken movie as well. Huh. They also use him later on in the Mortal Kombat games as well. He plays a version of uh, Shang Tsung. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, Robin. Robin. Shao. Shao. Yeah. Um, plays in. The second Street Fighter movie that came out called The Legend of Chung Lee. Oh, or that's right. Yeah, he yeah, plays yeah. her like mentor and teacher. Oh, I forgot that movie came out. I don't remember hearing much about it, so it must have been. Uh... I I've heard that it it was bad. <laughs> All intents and purposes. I was I was going to say something that I know is untrue. I was going to say that I've heard that it was worse than the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> But I haven't heard that, and I don't think that that's possible. So uh, there's probably some redeeming factor about that one, anyway. That's Chun Li. Yeah. So if nothing else, we get Chun Li. It's an ass. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, we are talking about Mortal Kombat, and like I said, didn't know Paul Anderson directed this. He goes on to direct many other things. We talked about one of his other movies earlier. Uh, with a- AVP, he directed the first one. He was attached to the second one. Didn't direct it, but he was attached to it. Um, we also got uh, Kevin uh, Droney is the writer. We got Christopher Lambert, uh, the Highlander. Uh, Robin Chow, Lyndon Ashby, Carrie Taga- Tagawa. Uh, I was going to say Tagaga again. Um, we got Bridget Wilson, Sampra, Talisa Soto, Trevor Goddard, Chris Casa Mesa, and Francois Petit. Uh, we also have, I wanted to mention this guy just because the soundtrack was so prolific. Uh, George S. Clinton was the composer for this movie. And like I said, the, the, if you don't even love this movie, the thing that you will take out of this movie the most is the soundtrack. And orchestral pieces in this movie, but it's also with only layered in with the EDM music. So it has this weird blending thing. I really enjoy it. I think that's why it works. You have this orchestral feeling to it, but then you also slip in the EDM along with lines from the movie and whatnot. So anyway, let's just dive into this movie. And it's not a horrible movie. It's just no. not the greatest thing. It's very 90s. I mean, watching it now and seeing how far, like, fight choreography has yes, come. Yes, yes. We've come uh, from what this I mean, the movie does have interesting choreography scenes, but there, there's a moment literally where Liu Kang just goes, yeah, right before he well, fights even, Sub-Zero. Even some of the, like, even some of that stuff doesn't bother me. Like, mm. the, the wind-up to... The pump. For the fighting and everything. Right. Because, I mean, there's... That bugs the shit out of me. It... That bugs the shit out of you, but you watch wrestling. <laughs> because I know what that is. It's all fucking pump! 
They come in to their fucking theme song. Like, all you need is one guy to walk into Mortal Kombat! <laughs> I'm sure we did. And you just in the 90s, I'm jizz. sure there was somebody that did. You would just fucking did. jizz everywhere. <laughs> and he walks in and just starts taking up poses as he's walking down <laughs> towards the ring. That's all they fucking do. They walk out. They... They wait for their pyros to go off. They roll their eyes back into their head. That's they one stick person. out their tongue That's and they go. One person. <laughs> that is one drag person. Their thumb. <laughs> You're mentioning one person. <laughs> so that's the only one that came to mind. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's the only one I really know because he's like the most prolific wrestler ever. <laughs> yes. Ever. And not saying that. Th- so before anybody gets super butt hurt or anything like that. <laughs> I'm not saying that wrestling's bad or that you shouldn't enjoy it. Right, right. Like you can enjoy whatever you want. But to say that <laughs> like you're not okay with the pomp of pre-fight. Someone going, yeah! bugs the shit out of me, well, Ryan. I mean, it's like, it's, it's even like the fucking scene in Indiana Jones where the dude's swinging the sword around and then he gets shot. <laughs> Yeah, like, but that works for the timing it's all, reason. It's all it's all if it was, part of it. If the original plan the were UFC, to work out, they have fucking weigh-ins and they stand nose to nose and like, ooh, look at me, I'm so bad. <laughs> like, all of that stuff is pumped before the fight happens. Like, if you just want two people to fucking kill each other, go to a metal show. <laughs> there's no there's no pump to that. Like, I mean, you can't fucking do it any now anymore because I don't think they're touring anymore but fucking go to a Slayer show right before they start playing Raining Blood you just see the lead singer fucking put his arm out and he goes this side go this way this side go this way as soon as the song starts I want you to fucking kill each other (laughs) and you just hear the dun 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 and you just charge and it is fucking wonderful just beautiful there's something just glorious about it anyway (laughs) you are a weird man I know that you welcome that. <laughs> so are you. <laughs> That's probably why we're friends. <laughs> oh, anyway. Uh, let's get into this movie. But anyway, back to my original point. Yes. Was like a lot of the choreography like during the fight scenes. Like mm. I'm not talking about the, the pomp before the fight scenes. Mm. Because that's a separate. Okay. That's a separate. You're just talking about the fighting. Itself. I'm talking about the fight scenes themselves. Mm. There's one fight scene in the entire... And it's not even a whole fight scene. Like, the first half of the last fight mm. looks like it's an actual fight between two martial arts masters. Yeah. Like, you, two people who know what the fuck they're doing. Are you talking about between uh, Luke Shang Kang? Shang and Luke Kang. Well, which part? The very end of it? No, or the, the very, very beginning. Beginning of it, okay. Yeah. Before he has to face his enemies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Before he has to do the three challenges. Face yourself. (laughs) Anyway. uh, But a lot of the time, it looks like the one actor is just waiting for the other actor to do something. So that they can react to whatever the other hero, in quotation marks, Mm -hmm. does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, and you don't really get that too often now. And now, yes, watching things, I mean, granted, it's more like hardcore i suppose more visceral like, like ong bak and stuff like that yeah. where it's just constant like in your face like high octane action where it's mm. just like flurries of blows and stuff like yeah. it's not like okay i hit you now it's your turn to hit me yeah. i'll just wait for it 
this, I this is where I do this, and this, it, this. Now it's your turn to do this. And this, I'm not this. even saying there's anything wrong with it because I very much enjoy this movie. It's just like as I was watching it today, I'm like, a lot of celery died for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a thought I had during. I think it was the the scorpion uh, uh, fully the a fully <laughs> joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Anybody else listening to that isn't going to know what the fuck you're talking about. Why is he mentioning celery? Did he have a stroke? What the fuck? <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is purple monkey toast. Uh... <laughs> no, during the Johnny Cage and uh, and Scorpion fight, mm-hmm. whenever they go to Nether Realm or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's, I think it's Nether Realm. And not only do you have like the the sound of them being hit yeah. or hitting each other. You also have like the bridges breaking and the cracking of those things and stuff. Hope <laughs> oh, I was just like, this is a lot of fucking celery. <laughs> 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 and for anybody who doesn't know, uh, fully artists are people who make sound effects for movies. Yeah. And, uh, one of the ways that they recreate punches or things breaking is by snapping stalks of celery. Yeah. Or, um, well, not only like celery, sometimes it depends like, on what they have around. Right. Also. Sometimes like twisting them yeah, instead yeah. of just flat out snapping them. So you get yeah. more like a, yeah. Instead. But, but yeah, I, <laughs> I think fully arts artists deserve some love too. Yes. And, by all means. Yes. In most cases they're really good, but like <laughs> this guy, like he walked into his local <laughs> fucking grocery store. It was like, like he got, he got the raw footage and it was like, okay, okay, okay. And I just like see him keeping tallies <laughs> of what like, all he's going to He's like, okay, okay. All right. All right. Cool. It's the end of the movie. Okay. Um, so this is going to be a really weird question. <laughs> How much do you charge for celery? Oh, it's, it's, you know, $2 and 50 cents per pack. Okay. How much is it for a ton? <laughs> what? what? The, the, like a, a ton. <laughs> like I need thousands of pounds of <laughs> celery. <laughs> They're just like, what? <laughs> They're completely. Why do you need so much celery? <laughs> you live a very interesting life. <laughs> Last week you were in here buying four mops, a bag of gravel, and two by fours. <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and rain boots. <laughs> the week before that, it was KY jelly and a slide whistle. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> So anyway, this movie starts with Mortal Kombat! <laughs> also, before this movie, did you ever... <coughs> was there ever a story with the Mortal Kombat games up to, like, I think, like, four? I think four, we, I mean, you get, like, a basic story with the arcade games. Like, kind of. These are the evil guys. These are bad, yeah. good guys. Yeah. They're fighting to there, save Earth. Yeah, there's not a whole lot. I think I think that the story for this movie is the is the story that you got in Mortal Kombat 1. Mm. It has been a very long time since I played it, mm. but I believe that the story that you get in the first Mortal Kombat game is the story that you get in this movie. Okay. Or at least the progression is mm. the same, mm-hmm. because I remember in the first Mortal Kombat game, you had the, the like... The tower. The towers that you kept ranking up in mm-hmm. size mm-hmm. until you got to, like, 
Prince Goro, and then Shang Tsung is the last enemy that you fight. Is it? Sh- I thought it was. Um... You do not fight Shao Kahn until the second game. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, look at that. Um. <laughs> anyway, the movie starts off with uh, what we perceive is current time. It's uh, Shang Tsung and a random uh, boy dressed in monk gear, and they're just standing across from one another. And they start to fight, and the boy immediately gets his ass handed to him. He tries to kick him, hit him, nothing's working. Shang Tsung grabs his arm, twists it around. The guy retches in pain. Um, I think him. he, like, backhands the boy as well, like, in the middle of the fight. Yeah, gets him to the ground somehow, yeah. and then, like, just curb stomps his chest. Yeah, his back. It, it breaks his back, pretty much, because then the guy isn't moving for shit. Uh, and then lifts, his, lifts him up partway by his head... And then we just see Shang Tsung look directly into the camera, saying, your soul is mine. Your soul is mine. And I think he says something else about Liu Kang. You're next. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then Liu Kang wakes up. He's in a bad fever dream or nightmare at this point. Uh, He's breathing heavy, sweating. He gets up out of his bed. In a very green room. Yes, for whatever reason. Oddly green. Yes. Like. Yeah, almost Matrix-like green, like. If you remember watching the first Matrix, everything was, like, with a green hue to it. Yeah, no, this is, like, beyond that. Like, it's what I imagine, like, if you just have, like, a giant... Like, if you live right next door to a a dispensary, Mm -hmm. and their giant pot leaf neon, neon, like, showed directly into one of your windows... That's what this would be like. I imagine that's how much green you would see... Is the green that you see in this scene? Like yeah. it's, I don't like it. It it's not like super off putting or anything, but it's just like wow, this is it, yeah, it was, this is really fucking green. Especially go to from the beginning of the movie starts with a, a man screaming Mortal Kombat, and then B like a grayish blue tone to it. And then you go to the, like the neon green esque of his room. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. Yeah, uh, he gets up out of his bed and looks at a picture of the boy that was uh, being attacked by Shang Tsung. And he says Chen, I believe. Chan. 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 Chen, I think it is. I think so. I thought it was Chen, like C-H-E-N. I thought it was A-N. Could be wrong. All we know is that it's Liu Kang's brother, because he looks at it and he says something about his brother or some shit like that. Um, He also reads a note saying, or no, that's what... He reads a telegram. He reads a telegram saying that his brother is dead, come home. Um, Then it says like the monk's name or some shit like that. Uh, we then cut to the next scene, which is Sonya Blade walking down a hallway with a uh, fucking shotgun with the biggest flashlight attached to it. Like, the 90s uh, armory was ridiculous. If you ever look like at, like, uh, laser sights on guns from, like, the 80s and 90s, they were these huge tubes just to project that laser uh-huh. sight. Now, not so much, but early on, there were just these huge tubes, and you get something similar with the shotgun. It's like a long fucking light. To harness all that power. It's as long as the fucking barrel of yeah, the shotgun. Yeah, it's basically. ridiculous. But she's going down the hallway with her partner. We don't know who he is. This black gentleman, presumably, he's Jax. We just don't know his name. He, she never says his name at all. All we know is that she's looking for Kano. She does it one... I think she... Like, she doesn't identify him here. Mm. But right before she gets on the boat, she's like, stay here, Jax. Does she? Yeah. Okay. She actually gives his name, and it is Jax. Um, But she's hunting a gentleman named Kano because he killed her partner, and they're in this nightclub, and all this EDM music is going off, and she's looking for him. She knows he's here, so she's going through the crowd of this EDM club, and then we cut to uh, Kano seeing her enter the club and looking through it and everything. 
I'm sorry. But you go to a lot of concert, musical, festivals, shit like that. Uh-huh. But if someone were rolled in with a shotgun and a tactical people, team. People are going to react. Yeah. No one fucking reacts in this movie. It's like, this is a normal thing for an EDM concert. <laughs> I haven't been to many EDM concerts. <laughs> right. So maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Or everybody's so high on fucking Molly and shit that they don't care. <laughs> Shuffling along. <laughs> They're just like, oh, far out. Like, can I touch that? Ooh. <laughs> it's so soft. Uh, he sees her enter. Uh, he Basically tells, uh, Shang Tsung tells Kano, he's like, look, I need Sonya on that boat. Make sure you lure her to the boat. And if you touch her, I'm going to kill you, pretty much. is the yeah, exchange have, back and forth. I have plans for her. Yes. Um, Kano ducks into, like, an underground... Into a vent. Vent, like yeah. He, he, he pulls up a vent <laughs> yeah, and pretty much. fucking hops in it. Dives in it. Then uh, Sonya is accosted by one of... Kano's man, I guess. She fires around into his chest. He goes back into the room. From way too far away. <laughs> right. He just goes sailing back into for, the room. That for a shotgun to be effective, <laughs> right. number one. Like, they are 30 or 40 feet away. And whenever she gets up to him, if you, if you look, like, his chest is kind of, like, filled with pellets and BBs. Yeah. And from that range, obviously she's using some sort of shot. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. shot in a shotgun it's not like a slug instead of egg. a slug yeah. is lots of tiny BBs mm. that I don't feel would be effective. I don't think range. it would have number number one as much kickback. The, well, there would absolutely <laughs> not be that amount of kickback. But number two, I don't even know that it would cause that much damage to the person that it hit from that far away. And we see whenever he's down and she's looking at him with a gun to his face and everything, we see he has a chest protector on so it would take some damage but yeah it wouldn't take as much damage because there's like a huge dent in the center so it made no sense i don't know maybe she modified around to have a slug and pellets in it i don't know if that's possible um but yeah she tells him where's kano he doesn't say anything we then cut to johnny cage's entrance into this movie um and it's just a gentleman in a three-piece suit you just see like doors Hollywood and doors open, open and everything. Like it's a big like hangar doors opening and shit. He walks in, five or like five or six men. There's four, four. Yeah. Um. Whatever. Uh. Are in front of this limousine and they all have they all whip out different implements to beat the shit out of Johnny. Well, he Cage. walks. He walks up and he says something to them. I don't remember what the. He line says, is. "All right, let's dance." Or, yeah. All right, let's dance. Uh. They all whip out to- our uh, weapons. One of them's like a metal staff. Others nunchucks. One's a metal staff. Oh, there's a few other things. Like maybe a sword. The third is also a, like a metal telescoping staff. Mm-hmm. But instead of just throwing it out one direction, it actually telescopes and fires out in both directions. Mm-hmm. And then the third guy like whips out a baton that like starts off in his hand. But whenever he fully extends it, extends it somehow it now has room for a battery and is a zappy zap. Oh, that's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, and they all start fighting, and it looks like everything's going off without a hitch. And then all of a sudden, one he does There's like a roundhouse kick to one guy, and he doesn't react to it. And he just kind of stands there. Yes. And Johnny Cage says, this is the part where you fall down. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, shit. And it just fucking flings himself backwards <laughs> onto the ground and shit. And then he's like, where do you get these guys? And then the scene ends, and it's just Johnny shooting a movie. If you know anything about the Johnny Cage character, he's a big Hollywood actor type thing. I really enjoy him in some of them where he's just like this douchebaggy, 
uh, character, yeah. that cocky douchebag. I don't know why. I really like it. Um, so I was hoping to get that. We get that a little bit in this movie, and I'm hoping, and it looks like from the, the end scene that we got in the new Mortal Kombat movie, we may be getting that version of Johnny Cage just well, yeah, by the not, belt buckle from the scene that we saw at the end of the movie. We're not 100% sure what. Right. They tease it at the end of the newest one. We'll see later um, on. But then the director's like, oh, come on. We'll, everybody get back in position and stuff. He's like, no, I'm not reshooting. I'm going to my trailer. Yes. And then uh, probably. Side note, a very Steven Spielberg looking director. He's got yeah. the hat, the shaggy hair, the beard, everything. He looks very much like Steven Spielberg. I don't know if this is true, but one of the things I read on IMDb Spielberg was apparently a huge fan of the Mortal Kombat games and wanted to make a cameo in this movie as that character, but because of scheduling conflicts, he just couldn't make it. I don't know if that's true. It's possible, but someone like Steven Spielberg was heavy into his shit in the 90s. I doubt he was a huge Mortal Kombat fan. He could be. I just don't know. But it would also make sense because he was heavy into his shit that there would have been scheduling conflicts and he wouldn't have been able to. Yes, I mean, 94, 95. It proves... Both ways. <laughs> yes. It could be, it could be very well be true, but I don't know. Um, but the ca- director that's in this fucking like gimbal arm thing chair that he's in is one of the most iconic things you'll see in like a, they ever do like a small scene like this. You'll see like a director with his cameraman just like in, in the arm, boom arm type thing. Yeah. Just being lowered and raised. He says probably one of my favorite lines of the entire movie. He's like, Johnny, Johnny, no, come on, let's, let's reshoot it. Johnny, Johnny. If you don't do this, I'll be back directing traffic. It's <laughs> like, like I almost paused it and I'm like, like, like traffic the movie because that was really fucking well received. Yeah. Or like traffic, like you're going to be standing out in the intersection, like okay, come on, it's your turn. Uh, Obviously, I, I also I'm, like they have this like little mini argument, and each in between each argument that the director makes, Johnny adds a layer to his story. He's like, I'm going to go to my trailer, I'm going to pull out my gun, and then I'm going to blow my fucking head off. I'm just like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, Johnny ba- bounces off is, out is of the a scene. huge diva. Yes. Um, there's also, uh, we'll get to this here in a second, uh, he is apparently just beaten by the press, apparently, because they think he's a big fraud. He's just this, like, Steven Seagal, Chuck Norris, like, S character. Well, this this goes into, uh, you find that out right after the next, like, as he's walking away from the director, like, a, a stagehand or a yeah. PA walks up to him. He's like, hey, Johnny, somebody's here to see you. And he's like, well, who is it? And he's like, I don't know. He said he knows you. And he's like, if it's, hel- if it's press, so help me God. Yeah. And he walks over, and it's his master. Reading a tablet. Is that who it was? Because he never. He, he, he's familiar he says, with the guy. He says master something. Does he? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember that, but yeah. Um, he's very familiar with the guy. But it's it, it's the person who taught him martial arts, oh, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's reading a, a like tabloid that says uh, Johnny Cage fake, real or fake or something like that, just like indicating fake, that he's fake a fraud. action star or whatever. Yeah. And his. Which, it's a weird claim to make, being that he's in movies. They're all fake. It's a movie. But not necessarily. I mean, were anybody... Lo- I mean, like, granted, Mike, I know in the 90s, Mike Steven Seagal and Chuck Norris were huge fucking deals, but no one looked to them as martial arts experts. I know Steven Seagal... But they did look at Jean-Claude Van Damme as a martial arts expert. Mm, yeah. Uh, but, like... Which, side note, he was supposed to play Johnny Cage. The character of Johnny Cage was based... For for the original Mortal Kombat game, the character of Johnny Cage was based off of a character 
from another game that the people were going to try to do, mm. and the character of that game was based on, on John Claude Van Damme. Okay. Uh, anyway, but <laughs> he he could have also very well been. They wanted him to play Johnny yeah, yeah. Cage, and he would have fit perfectly um, for the time and everything. But but my argument to that is like, let's let's say I mean mm-hmm. he has been in movies, mm-hmm. but not as what he is. So let's say Mike Tyson plays a boxer in a movie. People aren't going to be like, well, is he a real boxer or is he just a fake boxer? Because his work outside of movies has mm-hmm. proven that he is, in fact. So I don't know if Johnny Cage just didn't have that, like... Obviously, we don't know enough of his backstory, but if they were just assuming because he's this huge action star and he says he knows a lot of martial arts, I don't expect fucking Keanu Reeves to rescue me from the simulation. That's not a real thing, Ryan. These are movies. (laughs) Right. It's not real? (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Thank God, because that means there's not two Italian brothers in fucking New York that call themselves the Mario Brothers. (laughs) Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. (laughs) Oh, that movie's still affecting you even after (laughs) we watched it. Because David asked me about it today. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Like, right as I was getting ready to leave, he's like, oh, you never told me. How did recording the uh, Mario Brothers (laughs) podcast go? And I was like, you were there. Like, because after I leave here, I go and play Mm D&D. And before we play D&D, like, we talk about what's going on and stuff, and we talk about, you know, what animes we need to watch, and mm-hmm. just... Chit-chat. We, we, yeah, talk about just random shit. Yeah. The fucking Half-Thor fight, we talk about all sorts of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and they knew that I was watching Mario Brothers, and they asked about it, and I was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and I basically, you know, laid everything out about it. And then he asked me about it today. I was like... You were fucking there when we were talking about it. Like, why would you bring that up? Oh, uh, anyway. Like, I think I days, got a friend Two request. days after a fucking car crash, you're like, you're like, oh, hey, how was your car crash? Terrible. Do you play D&D with someone named Dakota? F- yes. Okay, he sent me a friend request the other day. I approved it and everything. He seemed totally above the board and everything. Um... But he sent me, a, and he made a comment about uh, one of the episodes about the Justice League episode yeah. that we did. He told me last week that uh, that you made him cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? I Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was completely, uh, I just liked it. I didn't know what the fuck to say after that. I'm sorry I made you cry, I guess is the best thing. No, I, I actually, I guess I could have told you that mm. to like be expecting something, but I was like, you know, honestly, like tell Greg, I'm sure that he would fucking love to hear that because it's feedback about the podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I was just, I, because that's whenever he walked in, uh, he does, he works for the city where near where we live mm-hmm. and, uh, he has to go out and do like well checks or like he checks something for the sewers. I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly what it's called. We get it at the plant every so often um, while people from like dominion coming in and checking meters and shit. But, uh, he has to drive around and stuff, and he's like, your your podcast is like the perfect length mm-hmm. for the amount of work that I have to do, so I just listen to it in the truck as I go mm-hmm. and stuff. And he's like, but yeah, listening to listening to Greg describe that scene, like the way that he described it, hearing him get choked up and stuff, like I fucking cried. <laughs> and I was like, and 
if you look at pictures of him, he doesn't like. No, he's, he's a he's, he's absolutely not the kind of guy who would. Like, right, right. Like he, it's hard. To, he's not. <laughs> he's not like one of those toxic masculine guys where he's right, like right. crying is crying is wrong in every right. in every fucking scenario and stuff mm. like. But he's, he's not the one that goes he's straight not, to crying. Yeah, he's not a guy that you would expect mm. to cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I bet Greg would really like to hear that. I I totally loved the comment and the, that he was listening and he really enjoyed it and everything. It was just also a double-edged sword because I was like, well, I gave you sad emotions. I was like, that's not good. I want to give you happy things. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's a little bit of both because yeah. it's like ov- obviously that was a very touching scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as you were describing it, I was sitting over here like, okay, we both can't be breaking down <laughs> at the same time. So I'm not allowed to cry right now because I have to bring some levity back into this. But yeah, that scene affected me much the same way that it affected you because yeah, yeah. it was like, as you were explaining it, I was like, <laughs> uh, I, t- I turned into a, um, Beaker? No, um, fuck. Mr. T's character from uh, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. He plays the sheriff. Oh, And when yeah, the yeah, sheriff yeah. cries, he's like, hey, get back in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, recall the tear. <laughs> because he can't cry. I forgot about that. Yeah, but, yeah. but, yeah, like, so... Like obviously that conveyed the emotion, mm-hmm. and it also conveyed like the the feeling that I believe was intended behind it. So mm-hmm. yeah, like even though it's like it was so fucking awesome, yeah, it's gonna be sad at mm-hmm. the same time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what he was trying to point out. Not like you bastard, you made me cry, <laughs> right? And I fucking loved it. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get back to this movie. Uh, where were we? Um, Johnny Cage. He was. He, oh. uh, he's talking to his master, uh, and the master's telling him about this combat coming up. He's telling him, like, if you want to prove them all re- uh, wrong and prove that you are the real deal, then you need to go to the tournament of tournaments on Mortal Kombat. He hands him like these old like scrolls with the like Mortal Kombat symbol, the dragon, and everything on it. Um, and then he fucks off. Tells them that there will be a boat at this pier. Yeah, in Hong Kong. In Hong Kong. Be there tomorrow. Be there to be on it. Yeah. Uh, Johnny looks at it, and then we get another scene of the guy walking away from, uh, I guess, the location that they're shooting at. And you see him straighten up and start walking in a weird way, and then he just transforms into Shang Tsung. And then Shang Tsung walks into a portal? He walks away out of frame, but I don't think it was a portal. I don't remember where he goes. but Um, But yeah, and then we cut to... Um, this is where we meet back up with Liu Kang, and he's now in this, uh, like, Tibetan monk, Shao, I think they call it the Shaolang monks. Yes, or, but it's the sky, sky god's temple or yeah, something like that? Maybe Raiden's temple? No, it's, it's... I can't remember exactly the name of the temple or who these monks, I think it's just the Shaolang monks or something like that. It just says that he's a Shaolin monk. Okay. So just a bunch of Shaolin monks. We see Liu Kang. And it's the, the Temple of the Order of Light. Okay. So, yeah. It, it, yeah, whenever you said wind, I knew that sounded weird because Raiden is always there, and they worship Raiden. So, yeah, Temple of Light would make more sense. 
Um, so yeah, we see Liu Kang walking up to the monks, so a bunch of like little kid monks running around. We got different stages of monks. We have like adolescent monks, all different variations of monks. Liu Kang walks up to them, I guess the leader of the monks, and it's his grandfather, and his grandfather's telling him about what happened, that they found Chan or Chen's body in the morning, and he was just laying there lifeless. Somebody killed him, and Liu Kang's like, I know who killed him. It was Shang Tsung. He's the one that killed my brother. I'm going to kill him. Um, within quick cuts to uh, his grandfather telling the, this council of monks, like, Liu Kang's going to be... And Liu Kang does not believe in any of this Mortal Kombat, Raiden being the god of light and thunder. Well, he doesn't, doesn't believe any of this shit. He doesn't believe that Raiden exists. Right. He doesn't believe any of this shit. He believes it's all fucking bullshit. Um, and he's presenting himself in front of these monks. He's like, I will be your proxy for Earthrealm to fight in this tournament. And everybody's like, well, you walked away from us. Why would we want you to be our chosen one for Mortal Kombat? This doesn't make yeah, any sense. You were the chosen one. You walked away. And Chen's dead because of it. Yes, because he was, or he was the one that was going to take your place. Or right, and Liu Kang uh, makes the claim like he knows who killed his brother. He will uh, go to the tournament, win the tournament, and kill Shang Tsung in uh, in honor of his brother. Uh, to and get then, that that sweet sweet revenge. Right, and then Raiden's like, why should any of Anybody believe you? You fucking abandoned your brother. You abandoned your family. No one should believe you. And you see, right when Raiden walks in, everybody starts bowing to him. And Liu Kang's like, everybody why? Knows that it's Raiden. Right. Why? And then Raiden is in like this shabby garb and everything and like this wrap and with the uh, uh, rice paper hat and everything. Um, and no, everybody is fucking bowing their heads. No one looking him directly in the eye except for the grandfather. And well, the grandfather doesn't even either as soon as he yeah. realizes who it is. Yeah. He starts to bow. And then Liu Kang's like, why are you guys bowing? It's just a fucking beggar. Yeah. There's no reason we need to listen to him. He's just a crazy man. Liu Kang goes to a costly beggar and just gets flipped over onto his ass. Which apparently is enough to show him that he's outmatched. Right. Um, Even though he gets, like, just full-on, yeah, like, just, body whipped into pillars that's later. It. And he's like, all right, let's fucking go. <laughs> but he just gets, like... And he's, watch you do a somersault. Whoop. <laughs> and then he, Liu Kang goes to fight him again. And then Raiden just does this sparkly eyes and like static and shit comes out of his eyes and shit. Um, but the grandfather stops him from doing it. Tells him, no, that would be a mistake. And then Liu Kang tells him, like, I'm going to the uh, boat. I'm going, entering the tournament. I will win the tournament. If, whether or not, if I have the, uh, oh, I can't. Blessing the, of you guys or not. Yeah, he says whatever. something along those lines. Whether or not I have the blessing. I think he says the actual Shaolin blessing or whatever the fuck. And then he just storms off. And then the grandfather's like, I'm sorry. Uh, he left us. Uh, time has run out. We have no other choice but to choose him. He is, he is the only choice. And Raiden's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. There's no one else. And then we cut to at the docks. We see a limo starting to pull up onto the dock. Yeah. Which I'm like, that's not fucking safe. Um, the car pulls up. Well, it depends how well the dock's built. Nothing looks fucking sturdy as shit, um, especially the boat they all get on. Uh, but yeah, uh, out comes Johnny Cage out of the limo. He grabs all his bags and shit, and then he sees someone reading uh, the uh, Chinese version of the same thing that his master was reading of right. like Johnny uh, Cage, Cage real, real or fake. fake. Um, he pulls it from the guy's hand. He looks at it. He's like, "God damn it!" And he's like, 
uh, the guy he pulls it from, uh, he apparently recognizes it's Art Lean. He's like, I saw you fight in such and such tournament. London, I think. Yeah. Uh, you're really good. And Art's like, yeah, thanks, man. You know what? You shouldn't let all the haters get to you or some shit like that. They're just having a back and forth. Um, and they apparently... The only reason I'm mentioning this scene is because it comes in later on in the movie. Because whenever Art Lean uh, goes against Goro and fails, Johnny then goes against Goro because of the death of Art Lean and it plays into what happens part later of, on in yeah, the movie. Yeah, part of the reason he right. goes against Goro is that. Um, that's um, the only reason I'm mentioning. It's just, it, it, but he, initially he has, it's just an insignificant conversation. Right, with another person who is there and gets on the boat. Right. Um, but then Liu Kang walks up and Johnny's like, hey... I pay money, you carry bags. <laughs> in the and this is the perfect response to like anybody exhibiting white privilege whatsoever. Cuz this is white privilege yeah. to the nth degree. I mean, he automatically assumes a Chinese man on this boat in Hong Kong on this dock is somebody that works on there. On this dock, not this boat, is somebody that works here. He tells him to take his bags, put it on the boat, and he w- waves around a bunch of money. I'll I'll give you money, you carry the bags and Luke Kang's like, "Okay." And he grabs the money. Picks up one of them. Picks up one of the bags, walks over to the edge, and drops it in the water. <laughs> and and goes, then gives him a smile. There, I carried your bags. And taps him on the shoulder and walks away. <laughs> to which Johnny Cage's response is, thank God I didn't tell him to park the car. <laughs> right. Um, we then cut to uh, Sonya Blade. And it, it's not even Sonya. It's like a POV of what Sonya's looking at. It's yeah. like a, she's looking through binoculars and shit. She's looking for Kano. Uh, one thing I should also mention with Kano, like Kano originally in the game's was like a Japanese American, but the makers of the Mortal Kombat games liked um, what's his name? Oh God, they uh, Trevor Goddard is the guy that plays Kano. He's an uh, Aussie, and they really liked his performance. They changed Kano to an Australian um, origins and all that. So I I just found that because this movie influences the games heavily. Even later on, they right. have Tagawa playing Shao Kahn. Or not Shao Kahn, uh, Shang Tsung later on in the games. I think it's the most recent game he pops up again. Yeah. You know what movie didn't influence the games at all? Super Annihilation, Mario. because it's fucking terrible. Uh, also, Super Mario. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Super Mario. No, I was going to say Annihilation, because like everything about that movie, they're just like, no, that didn't happen. Like, Yeah, that movie, I don't know what the fuck happened. Because we should also mention, this movie, Like, we'll get to it later, was a huge success. And it spawned, there's actually a Mortal Kombat series. I don't know if you've ever watched it or not. It's no. horrible. It lasted for maybe two years, but it was a Mortal Kombat series. You had Liu Kang, you had Raiden, you had all the Melina, uh, Katana, all of them were in the series. It was just shit. Was it, it was, animated or was no, it? No, it was an live actual action? live action show. It was just horrible. I'm going to have to find it because it sounds like my kind of horrible 90s <laughs> TV. Like, um, I watched all of Hercules, including. Oh, this isn't my world. <laughs> Disappointed! <laughs> right. <laughs> One of the best fuck-ups of all time <laughs> that they just left in. Apparently it worked for them. Um, which is also uh, the Hercules and Xena Warrior Princess. Those are all Sam Raimi properties. Like, he was involved with the production. He building the series up on television and everything. Obviously, because you had Bruce Campbell in it and his brother, Ted Raimi. Those yeah. are all... They all have, like, Sam Raimi's fingers in them. It's, it's amazing. Um, it's very 90s. I love Xena much more than I did the Hercules, but they are very 90s, and they are fun to fucking watch. Um, anyway, back to this movie. Yeah. 
Um, Sonya's looking for Kano. She doesn't see him. And then she sees, like, a, a little bit of him, like, behind chains in, like, this warehouse close to the boat and everything. Uh, the boat pulls up. Kano quickly gets on. Sonya sees him and then chases after him. Um, apparently telling this is where she's... to wait here. Yes. Uh, he's telling her, no, don't go. She immediately goes on. Everybody gets onto the boat. And, uh, and it's just a series of just uh, small little scenes of everybody getting on the boat. Well, as everybody gets on the boat, it, like, somehow... All this fog comes rolling up. in. Yeah. Like, well, it comes in enshrouded in fog. Yeah. And then it backs back up into the fog. Yeah, like, there's, like, some sort of, like, motor directing it in some manner. In and out of the yeah. dock and shit, yeah. And Whatever. Then everybody's on the boat, and they kind of, like, keep bumping into each other, and... Yeah, and this is where Johnny K- this is where Sonya catches Johnny Cage's eye, and he's immediately um, infatuated with the woman. Um, she bumps into him. He immediately tells her, hey, what are you doing? She immediately pulls out her gun and puts it under his chin. He's like, fuck you. Get out of my way. And then she fucks off. He's starstruck by her. He says something, but I can't remember what it is. Uh, yeah, he does say something, something. but it's Liu Kang's... Um, line immediately after whenever he sees this, uh, this back and forth. He's like, uh, he says, uh, Liu Kang says something along the lines of, not everybody's a fan, I guess. Taps him on the shoulder and then fucks off shortly behind Sonya. Uh, we then cut to Sonya in like a lower level of the boat. And she's just got her gun and flashlight and she's just looking for Kano at this point. She doesn't give a shit about anything else that's going on. Right. She wants Kano. So she's looking through it and we, and it's this like, fucking iconic Mortal Kombat scene with, like, the chains hanging and the boat rocking back and forth. Right. You could almost very, imagine it was Very reminiscent of, of a location from the yeah. game. Uh, but she enters, as she doesn't see Kano, and then Shang Tsung comes out of the shadows, and he's there, and he's basically telling Sonya, thank you for coming to my tournament, in a very, like, creepy way. One thing I also mentioned, like, a few weeks back whenever we were talking about, I think, one of the Godzilla movies... Uh, I mentioned that the Mortal Kombat, the newer Mortal Kombat movie, uh, one of the uh, failures of it is that the guy playing Shang Tsung in the new movie doesn't have resting evil face. Um, Tagawa definitely has resting evil face because even when he's just having a straight on conversation with her, he looks like he's up to no good. Yeah. Um, the, he very much looks like a villain. Not so much with the newer guy playing Shang Tsung, which is, when we get to that movie, we'll talk about it. But the new Shang Tsung still does better than the only Shao Kahn. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, he tells her, like, I'm glad you're here. And she's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm looking for Kano. Where the hell is he? I know he works for you. Tell me where he is. Um, and then, uh, Uh, Luke Kang and Johnny Cage come down. They're telling her, hey, the lady asked you a question. Uh, And then he says both Luke Kang and Johnny Cage, or not Luke Kang, yeah, Yeah, Luke Luke Kang Kang. and Johnny Cage. Uh, And then in walks Sub Zero and Scorpion. And he's like, "Uh, powerful enemies, but even more powerful under under my my control. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I don't, up to this point, I don't remember them ever, I don't remember any of the backstory between. Like any in the yeah, games. Not, Later on, it is expounded upon, expelled upon, in other games. I don't think that it was super. Like, so this is the first time we ever out. get any sort of like idea of that Scorpion and Sub Zero are rivals in any fucking way, which I found interesting that the movie influenced the games in that because 
the Scorpion Sub Zero rivalry, that feud, is probably one of the best things in the Marvel or Mortal Kombat universe. The, just the yeah. warring factions between those two tribes. Um, anyway, uh, it looks like a fight's about to break out, and all of a sudden, out comes like the two red, energy red, red lightning, and, red and blue lightning, both separating Sub Zero well, and red lightning comes down. Or, and uh, Sonya points her gun at Sub-Zero, mm. and he touches the barrel oh, and then right. snaps it off. This is where they get the first indication. Yeah, yeah. And then Scorpion puts out his hand. His hand splits open. And the little and the chain little thing. chain demon thing that he's got attached to him. Starts to come out. Starts to come out. And then lightning zaps them both away, and there's Raiden standing there. Right behind everybody. Good old, good old Chrissy Lambert. Yes. Uh, the Highlander, uh, telling him that's enough. Poor guy, that's the only thing that he's known for. Yeah. I, other than being a c- French-Canadian, I think, is his origin as well. Yeah. Those are the only two things, is that he's French and also Highlander. Highlander. Where he plays a Scotsman for <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever reason. reason. Yeah. Um, he Against Sean Connery, who I think plays... A Spaniard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> it would only be better if he played a... <laughs> If he played a Frenchman, because then it's just like <laughs> ripping, like everybody on set is listening to them talk whenever they're not speaking their yeah. accents, just ripping out their hair like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> we have a Frenchman playing a, a Scotsman, a Scotsman playing a Frenchman, like swap them. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, and Raiden tells everybody, this isn't fucking happening. What are you doing, Chang Sun? This is against the rules. Um... They're not supposed to meet each other and fight until they're at the tournament. There will be no fight until the tournament. Basically saying that Chang Sung is trying to short, circumvent the rules. Yeah, he's trying to basically shorten up their... Because apparently, and it's never mentioned in this movie at all, but there have been nine other tournaments. Yes, it is. It's mentioned literally in the next scene. Is it? Yes. I don't remember it at all. <laughs> it's literally the next scene. So after, after he zaps him with lightning... Um, Shang Tsung fucks off. Yeah, yeah. and Raiden, everybody goes back. Raiden's topside. like, "Follow me," yeah. and turns back into lightning and just goes up the ladder yeah. and disappears. And it's supposed to be his. Like you see different abilities from the game in the movie. Yes, um, and that's supposed to be showing off his teleport ability. Yes, and so he goes back up top, and they're like. I don't remember which one of the three, but somebody asks like who Shang Sun is and stuff. He says that he's a powerful sorcerer working for Outworld. Uh, he wants to take over Earthrealm, but to do that, they have to win ten Mortal Combats. There have been er, ten Mortal Combats in a row. Mm. There have been nine others, and they've won them all. So this is the final Mortal Combat. If he wins this. One, he gets to take over Earthrealm for his emperor. See, I don't remember them having him mentioning at all. I remember him telling them the backstory of everything that's going going on, but I don't remember him ever mentioning yeah, nine other tournaments. That's literally the next. Um, like they don't whatever. go into detail as to like who the champions were or anything like that. Mm. Just that there were there were nine, nine other. other tournaments. Okay, uh, and we get Sonya. Basically putting it out on front street, she's like, a handful of people on a leaky boat are supposed to save the world, and Raiden's like, exactly. Uh, we then cut to, I think it's just them, them arriving yeah, to them the, arriving the arri- island. island that Shang Tsung owns, I guess. 
Um, everybody gets off the boat. We see Luke Cage uh, handling his Luke Cage? luggage. Johnny. Johnny Cage. What the fuck? Those are same last name, different Marvel, characters. Marvel and Mortal Kombat, not the same thing. We see Johnny, Johnny Cage, scrawny ass white dude. <laughs> Luke Cage, big <laughs> black man. <laughs> um, we see Johnny Cage with his luggage, and he's not handling it very well, and he falls out of the little, little like rowboat that they're in into the water and shit, like face first. Yep. Luggage and everything still in arms. <laughs> Full on fucking pratfall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, but they all end up, he apparently still has all the luggage because we see them all climbing the mountain and shit. And Sonya's trying to get a hold of her people with a radio. It's not working. She's getting frustrated. And Luke Kang's like, look, um, you can't contact your people. You're basically like, lost check to your, them. Check uh, your this, compass. This damn thing doesn't work. He's like, well, nothing does. Check your compass. And she checks it and it's just, just spinning. spinning. Um, and he's proven right because this place is mystical and she's basically stuck here until they win this tournament. Uh, we then see them climb up the mountain, and Johnny still has all his luggage, but he's slowly losing it as they're going up the mountain and shit. Yep. Because uh, it's all starting to slide back down. He's not giving a shit at this point. He's fucking just done with it. Whatever. Um, they get to the top of the mountain, and he has lost all his luggage. He has fucking nothing at this point. He has just the shades on his face, and that's fucking it. He takes them off, and they're looking around. It's just like this big like mess hall-like area um, where everybody's just sitting down, eating, enjoying their uh, time there, I guess. Um, the three of them sit it's down. It's like the opening ceremony for... Yeah. Uh, the three of them sit down, and shortly after, we see all these like henchmen for Shang Tsung also come in. Um, they start lining the entire area. Shang Tsung comes in. And he basically tells them, oh, thank you for coming. And it's Welcome very evil. Welcome to my island. I'm excited to host Mortal Kombat. He gives his henchmen the go-ahead. And, and he, he, he goes... The line is, now taste, for a taste of a things. A taste to, of things to come. Yep. And his henchmen just, like... Start tearing the place up. Just, like, everybody well, was enjoying themselves. Well, you see Scorpion and Sub-Zero walk down the one stairwell. Mm. And... Uh, then the henchmen, like, clear the floor so there can be a fight. Right. But they don't ask people to move. They just start grabbing no, yeah, shit. they just, like, grab the tables and And they're like, you're going to move whether you like it or not. And everybody gets out of the way, and then we just see all the henchmen lining either side of the room, and then we see one of them, <laughs> yes, step out of it. He's shredded like no fucking other, uh, and then Sub-Zero at the other end. And this guy that is fighting Sub-Zero just does all these, like, like mannerisms and articulations with his well, body, he, and he, just, do, he throws like it's fucking weird. He throws some kicks. He does like, I mean, most martial arts have like stances that you yes. transition between, like that you learn as you do it. Yes, I don't necessarily think that it has a spot here, but like once again, it's kind of like it's exactly the same as the Indiana Jones <laughs> thing, where it's. This guy, like, you should be really afraid of me because look at look at these kicks that I can do and look at these punches that I can throw. Oh, no, that's not why I'm saying it's weird. I'm saying it's weird because these are Shang Tsung's henchmen, and he's doing all this knowing full well who Sub-Zero is. Why do that? You know you're getting your ass handed to you because this is a man that has mystical powers to turn anything into ice. Yeah. So why do that? That's what's weird about it. It makes yeah. no sense whatsoever. I'm here for it, but it makes no well, sense. Well, but nobody else knows. 
I, yeah, I get the, the point of them doing it. It just the the weird. people that you're performing for don't know that, right? Um, so the guy starts charging after Sub Zero, and we just see it during all Does this a jump kick. Yeah, and we just see Sub Zero. All he's doing is like charging up like this energy ball of some sort, and we just see it starting to well, grow just starts, a little bit bigger. He starts right at the end whenever the yeah, dude is like starting to charge at him, and he just like in one hand is palming it, charging it up, and I imagine that it was probably like. Shang Sun didn't tell this henchman. It's possible. Like, but you were because, around because for quite a while. He's like his his hand is down and it's facing away, so the dude can only see the back of his hand, mm. and we can see as the audience that there's a blue ball that's pulsing in his okay hand and stuff. We don't get any of this, and this is not important to the narrative. But there had to have been conversations with the henchman. Well, being right? Like, Did you see what that blue guy can fucking do? Well, but at the same time. Like that henchman was very much like, was like, yes, you're you're my master, Shang Sun, whatever you want, but like, he's not going to use his mystical powers on me, right? And <laughs> Shang Sun was like, no, no, he won't do that. Like, it's just going to be a, a taste a show, of things to a come. A show of 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 you guys. Like, he he actually told me that he thinks that you're a martial artist on his level, and Sub Zero said that. Like, oh man, I really, I'm really looking forward because one of the things that like people who are into martial arts like to do is spar against one another yes. to find out who the better martial artist is. Yes. So yeah, like he told me that he like really respects you as a martial artist and the random fucking <laughs> turban henchman was like, really? He does? <laughs> like, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll totally, I'll, to, I'll totally have like a little, a little sparring, sparring match. match with yeah. him. Like for, for everybody to watch. That'll be like super fun. <laughs> like, like, what do you, what do you think I should do? Start. Well, I would, I would start by, you know, like demonstrating your power, <laughs> your powers. And then just like do a couple kicks throw like charge at him and throw like a high kick at him mm. and he's like yeah that's a, that's a good idea like i'll do that all the while like <laughs> yeah knowing full well that sub-zero is gonna fuck him up uh but yeah that's what happens in this movie the guy jumps at sub-zero uh Sub leg out turns him to ice immediately and, and the guy like just runs like, right into the just the like barrel rolls out of the way yeah sub-zero does yeah and the, the dude, or well, yeah, I suppose it would be a standing barrel roll at that point because mm. he just like does a full 360 while stepping away. Yeah. yeah. And the dude hits the like edge of the, the steps, edge of the steps right, right by him and just like shatters. Shatters. Except for his head, which then rolls to Shang Tsung's feet. It rolls back up a bit away from him and his head just, the, the face of his head is just pointing towards the camera and everything, uh, Shang Tsung walks up to it and says, flawless victory. Um, we think, No, he says, flawless victory. Right. You downloaded a soundboard specifically to use for this episode, and you haven't used it once. I don't... Is there not a flawless victory on there? I don't think there is. It's not a very good Mortal Kombat soundboard, then. We have... Friendship. We've got Babality. We've got Luke Hank's kick. Oh Jesus. Um Do we have Toasty? Oh, I think we do. Hold on. Toasty! <laughs> That's the one thing that isn't in this movie that I wish was. 
Um, yeah, there's no flawless victory. I don't know why. Um, but anyway, uh, what is it? It cuts to... Oh, we should also mention, before they go to this, like, banquet, um, Liu Kang sees Katana, who's just lounging about with, like, a, a parasol and, uh, like, a pool lounge chair. Yeah. Just hanging out with, like, a henchman, like, waving, like, a fan in front of her, and she's just hanging out. Liu Kang sees her. He's all struck by her. Um, Yo, who the fuck is this chick? He walks away, uh, and Shang Tsung's right behind him. He mentions that uh, Katana is a very deadly enemy. You don't know who he's talking to. He then says, reptile, make sure you follow her, make sure no one bothers her. We then see, like, this reptile figure, like, statue come alive. He snarls at Shang Tsung and then just fucks off. He immediately blends into the surroundings, but then just fucks off. Um, that's before the banquet and everything. Uh, we then cut to after this little, like, sparring session. <laughs> Where basically the main character's like, I think he just fucking killed that guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and we see Johnny Cage talking to Art Lee, and he's like, yeah, just come to a tournament. Let the world know that you're a real deal, he says. Come to the coast, have a few laughs. <laughs> right. Uh, and then we see uh, Liu Kang, and we, we cut to, like, a faraway shot behind, like, some sort of, like... Uh, hidden gate area. Uh, and we just see Liu Kang following after Shang Tsung. Johnny pulls him uh, back to him. He's like, where are you going? He's like, Shang Tsung. I'm going to go after Shang Tsung. He killed my brother. I need to go after him. And Johnny Cage is like trying to convince him, no, don't. Uh, and then Sonya Blade just starts barreling right past him. He's like, where are you going? And Sonya's like, he knows where Kano is. I'm going after Shang Tsung. Um, and then she just leaves immediately. And he's like, Johnny Cage is like, I love that woman. And Liu Kang is like, that's not why you love, or I love that woman's brain. And Johnny, or Liu Kang is like, that's not why you love that woman. And then Liu Kang fucks off. And then for a second, uh, Johnny Cage holds a beat. He's like, mm, he's right. Uh, we then pull back a little bit and we see like a big, like three fingered hand in the frame of the shot. And we hear some snarling and shit. And anybody that knows anything about the games, we know that's Prince Goro. Um, we get a sh- which in the 90s, this is fucking marvelous creature work for Prince Goro. It's a, it's a puppet. Yeah, it's a big apparatus that the guy's wearing and everything. No, it's a puppet. I'm pretty sure it's a big apparatus. I've seen photos of the guy, like, just the mechanics and everything. I don't think it's an actual puppet based, puppet. Based on what I... I heard, because I... As I was driving home, I had, like... Uh, Ten facts about the old Mortal Kombat movie you don't know, and they said that the they were so worried of like yeah the guy in outfit like his head is right where the belly button is huh it's all servos and motors and shit but it's just a guy in an outfit okay well the the top half of that yeah. It, it, it's basically a puppet, but it's with it's not the conventional like right. like sticks and uh, uh, lines and shit. But it's just servos it cost and motors. One million dollars to make. Yeah. In 1994, it was a million dollar puppet. Yeah. And it took 16 people to operate it. Yeah. And it's there insane. Were, there were supposed to be in like the garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were supposed to be um, koi ponds, but the crew decided not to do that just in case. Goro were to fall in one of them and got wet and get damaged yeah. and wouldn't work anymore. 
Sounds about right. Um, especially in the 90s where the, some of that stuff was very basic and not as advanced as it is nowadays. But given that it's the mid-90s when this movie is being made, it looks really well. Uh, granted, you're getting 90s-esque versions of this shit, so it doesn't work 100%, but it still looks really good. Yeah, it good. still looks really good. Uh, we see uh, we get like a wide shot of the three of them walking down a corridor and them all Sonya saying I don't need your help and Liu Kang is like look I'm not here to help you I'm going after Shang Tsung Uh, Johnny Cage is trying to convince the two of them not to do any of this Uh, they go further into this like corridor trying to follow Shang Tsung Uh, they go into this like tunnel system and we do like a wide shot of all these like different tunnels and shit and clearly these three are going to get lost at some point um, we see Goro, we, they end up into like this main chamber of this like cave system and they see like the shadow of Goro and he, with the forearms and everything, uh, Goro, sna- Goro snarls and shit and, uh, Johnny Cage is like, Sonya, you go see what that was. Lou and I will stay right here, but you go see what that was. Yeah. And she just looks at him, tells him to go fuck himself. Um, we then cut to, they are now, uh, in this like small uh, like overlook of like this main area and they see Kano talking to someone. Sonya wants to go uh, kick Kano's ass, try to kill him and shit, but they tell her, no, 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 who's he talking to? Um, we just see Kano and I fucking hate. So I don't mind people eating in front of me, but I cannot stand whenever someone fucking starts eating in front of me and they are disgusting about it, which is what happens with Kano. He's just gorging himself on all the food in front of him, but it's fucking disgusting the way he's doing it. It's... Yeah, it's very, um, like... He's grabbing, like, legs of fucking, like, turkey and shit and just gnawing into it. He's talking. uh, It's very um, barbarian-esque. The the steward of Gondor in... uh, Uh, Return of the King. In Return of the King. Yeah, he's just fucking just throwing food in his mouth. Where, like, it's not even, like... He's like, you're not, not even tasting it. He's not even eating so much as he's just, like, wearing half of it. Because it's, like, falling out of his mouth and just... Super gross. And Kano is having a conversation with Goro. And he, Goro's in his throne and shit. And Kano's like, w- uh, basically telling him all the great things that Kano has done. Uh, becoming a boss in his own world. And he doesn't... Uh, he, no, he's talking about what just happened with Sub-Zero and the other guy. About uh, all the, what happened about the guy being frozen and shattered into a bunch of pieces. And you can saw, see all his guts and shit and how it's disgusting. While he's just eating and shit. And then Kano says, uh, Shang Tsung is a really creepy man. You heard him earlier. He's just all kinds of creepy. What do we need him for? And Prince Goro gets up, and we see him walk towards Kano. He's like, Shang Tsung is a powerful sorcerer, and he's like the right-hand man of our emperor or some shit like that. And Goro's like basically telling Kano, shut your mouth. If you're going to step to him, you best step correct. You're right. Uh, Bitch. And we see Kano immediately turn into... He was a dog, now he's a fucking puppy at this point. He's like, all right, whatever. He's very intimidated by Goro, because Goro's a big monster. Um, and then we hear Shang Tsung oh, behind him. He's like, don't you like my pet or some shit like that? He's very fucking uh, useful or some shit like that. Kano has amassed a, quite a wealth in his world. With someone yeah, like him, he has no manners, talking, no dignity. Talking Goro down. Yeah. Because Goro is ready to... Basically kill him give for him talking shit. Smack him. Uh, and he's telling Kano, uh, or telling Goro about Kano and everything. And then Kano's like, yeah, about my amassed wealth. When do I get paid and get the hell out of here? 
And he's like, whenever you deal with uh, fight Sonya and you defeat her. Um, not before, right when you uh, fucking defeat her. And Kano's like, all right, so when do we get to that? Uh, and then Kano says, or not Kano, but Shang Tsung says a few other things. Um, but then Johnny Cage is like, look, we need to get the fuck out of here. The three of them fuck off, but then a few rocks shift and shit. And Shang Tsung hears the rock shift, looks off to the distance. He's like, someone's here with us. Signals for one of the men to go uh, look into it. And then we cut to the three, the Sonya, Liu Kang, and Johnny all within this like cave system. And it, they're clearly lost. They Once don't know what the, fuck, lost, yeah. what the fuck they're doing. Um, excuse me. Uh, Liu Kang sees Katana in one of the corridors. Uh, follows after her. Johnny and Sonya's like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, and then Lou enters into like this one small chamber all by himself. He sees like a shimmer of something on the other side of the room. He doesn't know what the fuck it is. He walks up to it. And then we see Reptile pop out of nowhere, spew some venom or something at Liu Kang that temporarily is, blinds it. Which is supposed to be an homage to Reptile's acid breath. Right. Which Reptile is a character in the game. It's just not... In, we'll get to what he actually looks like later on in the movie. It's just... I don't think he is an actual, like, monster in the game. I don't know. I don't remember. I know that he's... Like, a lot of people say that he isn't in the first one, but he is the hidden boss in the first game. Oh, is he? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, yeah. Liu Kang's trying to deal with whatever was spread in his face. Reptile fucks off. Screeches at Liu Kang. Uh, Sonya and Johnny come in. Uh, Liu Kang is slowly getting the stuff off his face. Sonya and John are like, what the fuck just happened? What's wrong? What's going on? Like, I don't know. Something sprayed me. Uh, something's following Katana. We got to help her. Um, I think they go through a few other uh, well, corridors and they shit. They start going down this corridor, and Johnny is now in the lead. Yes. And they're like... And he's ripping down cobwebs. Yeah. Like, and they're like... Thick enough for him to pull away. Right. And he's like, she went this way. It's like... No, Johnny, she didn't. Yeah, they're all Nobody's trying to... Nobody's gone this way yeah. in a very... Well, no, none of them even react to it. They're just like, how can you tell? And he just, like, points at his nose. He's like, I can smell her perfume. Even though he's wiping away all this cobweb that hasn't been messed with right, that in quite a while. Nobody's walked through in uh, right. a long time. Uh, and they, they, they exit up, this they, tunnel, and they end up back, back in, in the, like, main banquet area. And Sonia's like... I can smell something, too. It's a load of bullshit. <laughs> yep. Uh, so they meander for, like, a few seconds, and then all of a sudden, music kicks in before anybody starts showing up, but uh, the EDM Mortal Kombat music kicks in, and then we just see a bunch of hen- henchmen enter the room that Kano was just eating at, and all hell breaks loose. Uh, I think just the three of them. I think it's yeah, just it's, three it's- henchmen, one for each person. I want to say there's like five. Maybe there's there's a small group where they're they end up working together and beating them all up, and then they're standing there very pleased with themselves. And Raiden comes in and gives them the slow clap. Yes. <laughs> and they all turn around and look at Raiden. <laughs> very well done. But now, what are you planning to do with them? And the camera pans around, and there's just like. Like a bunch of them, fifty like guards. Just the, holding, the rest of the room is filled up. All with guards. holding weapons, and as they get ready to charge, it like pans back to Raiden. He's just like ah ah, and sparks. sparks come out of his fingertips, and his eyes do the little light upy thing that they've been doing. <laughs> sparkle fingers. Yeah, sparkle uh, fingers. Um, 
they all fuck off, and now they're in a conversation with Raiden, and Raiden's telling them, like, look, we, you guys need to stop doing this. Go through the tournament, beat all Shang Tsung's men, beat Shang Tsung, and you will save Earth. And Liu Kang is like, clearly you are the god of lightning and thunder. I was stupid not to believe you before. And then we cut to, and it's just small scenes the of... The next morning. Uh, yeah, it's next morning. And it's, I think it's Liu Kang is the first one to fight. Uh, and he's just fighting just a random fighter, just random black guy with staff. <laughs> he's, not, he's not fighting a random black guy. It's a super fucking Jack Keegan-Michael Key. <laughs> right. Um, Seriously. I don't think it's actually him. But no, like, no, no, no. I think Keegan Michael Key is still doing his um, Mad TV stuff at this point. I think he worked for Mad TV whenever it was on the air. Probably so. In the nineties. Look at that face and tell me it's not a jacked <laughs> Key and Michael Key. I mean, it does look very much like Keegan Michael Key with dreads. <laughs> with dreads, obviously, yes. because he's bald at this point. But like, that is a super jacked <laughs> Keegan Michael Key, um, and you can't convince me that I'm wrong. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so or Liu Kang is basically fighting this guy. They uh, stamp their staffs in the center of the ring, I guess. Uh, it's just this, like, sandy area that they've marked off for their fighting uh, arena. His name is Hakeem Alston. <laughs> so not Keegan-Michael Key. That's Keegan-Michael Key. <laughs> okay. If I don't see a name with it, that's Keegan-Michael Key. <laughs> okay. Um... But yeah, it's just a small little scene of uh, just Liu Kang showing his prowess when it comes to fighting and shit. Um, there isn't much to describe other than just basic 90s fighting. A lot of kicks, a lot of yas. Um, at one point, the staff gets broken for Liu Kang, and it looks like he's going to be bested by the guy, but then Liu Kang beats him. Uh, Shang Tsung says to finish him, the classic Mortal Kombat thing. No, Liu- he doesn't. I thought he did. No, he doesn't say finish him until um, Sonya's fight. Okay. Um, but he wants Liu Kang to kill the guy. Well, Luke, he looks at Liu Kang, and Liu Kang's just like, yeah, he's done. See, he's I on beat the ground. him. Yeah. And Shang Tsung stands up, walks like to the edge of his little parapet thing, mm-hmm. and looks down at the guy, and is like, your soul is mine. And you see like his soul get sucked Taken up from out body. And into Shang Tsung's eye. Right. Uh, so the guy is dead at this point. Uh, we then cut to the next fight, which is Sonya Blade versus Kano. And there's no really... For a woman that's looking for revenge for her uh, dead partner, there's no really, like, I guess, pomp. It's just, this is happening now. Kano versus Sonya Blade. Well, and Kano was also told not to kill Sonya Blade because Shang Tsung has plans for her, mm. but that he wants her, or he wants Kano to embarrass her. Right. Basically. And... He comes out of a shack without a shirt on, walks out with a dagger, mm-hmm. and is like, look, I brought this with me. Yes. Does it look familiar? It made your partner smile from ear to ear and gives a little, like, across the throat thumb yeah. indicating that it is what he used, used to, to kill, kill her partner. Her partner. Uh, she gets real pissed off at that, which I should also mention, uh, Bridget Wilson did all of her stunts, apparently, for this movie. She didn't want to double or anything. Apparently, to the point, she did all of her stunts. She dislocated her shoulder working on this movie. Apparently. Yes. All three of the mains injured themselves. Stan- sounds movie. about right. I mean, martial arts movie in the 90s, there probably wasn't a lot of safety procedures. They, they all did their own stunts. Yeah. So, she partially dislocated her shoulder. Was it partial? I just yep. know she... 
Um, Fucked up and her they, shoulder. They managed to put it back in place, mm-hmm. and it was fine. Yeah, she had no other injuries uh, whatsoever. The guy who plays Johnny Cage... Lyndon Ashby. Lyndon Ashby. Um, his trainer played Scorpion. So oh, okay. they had, they had like, fought against each other a lot. Um, that makes sense, because they have a scene coming up here shortly. And during that fight, Scorpion kicks him, like, in the butt. Mm-hmm. Like, they were actually, like, he actually kicks him. It looks like were, several they were things wearing, were actually They done. were wearing padding and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he missed the padding and hit in between them, right in the small of his back. Right where the tailbone is? No, right at his kidneys. Oh. And he kicked him so hard in the kidneys that he pissed blood for a week. Jesus Christ. And then uh, Robin... Shao. Shao. Um, in one of, one of the times that he's thrown into a pillar, mm-hmm. uh, he bruised like two or three of his ribs and then didn't tell anybody until after they finished shooting the fight scene that they were shooting mm-hmm. because he didn't want production of that fight scene to stop. Oh, Jesus Christ. So yeah, all three of the mains injured themselves in yeah. this movie. Uh, anyway, uh, Sonya Blade and Kano fight, and it's a fucking amazing scene. I mean, at one point, Sonya's down on all fours, and he straight up kicks her right in the midsection, and she's and gasping for air. Right in the fucking gut. And it does it slow-mo, so you that means they probably did it at a decent pace. To get that shot. Yeah. Obviously, she probably had padding, but still, she's going to feel the effect of it. Uh, probably knocked a little bit of the wind out of her. It's an amazing fucking sequence of events. But at one point, she does, like, the Harakarana, like, legs up around his neck type thing. Uh, flips which him is, over, which also, it looks like her boobs are about to fall out at that point. Yeah. They, they look like they're literally about to fall out. Um, she flips him over. Onto the ground. She basically has her legs wrapped around his head and shit. Which, her grabbing somebody and flipping them over her body with her legs is one of her special moves yeah, in the yeah, game yeah. that she does. And we see different uh, Right, I'm just trying, I'm trying to point them all out yeah. as we go. Um, she has him wrapped in her legs, and she's struggling, can't get out of it, and he's just basically like, oh, give us a break, sweetheart. And she's like, all right, and then breaks his neck. Well, no, Shang Tsung says, finish him. Oh. And he's like, no, no, come on, give us a break, sweetheart. And then she's That's like, right. okay, and breaks his neck. Yep. Killing him. Uh, and then uh, immediately we cut to, I think this is Johnny's fight with Scorpion. Yeah, Johnny is walking through the woods. And it's very, like, uh, a scenic shot with, like, you see, like, all the trees lined up. Very, uh, well, almost, almost like Japanese. An orchard, like an orchard style where yeah. they're all in very neat rows and stuff. And he, like, stops in the middle and looks over. And Scorpion walks out from behind a tree. And does, like, a cartwheel flip. Into the frame. Yeah, into frame. <laughs> and then puts his hand up, and you see the, like, little demon pop out of his... Uh, palm. Palm. Mm. Which, that's not what it was in the game, but... I can't remember. Were, was it just a series out. of chains? Well, it was just, like, a, I think it's called a kunai. Mm. Like a it's throwing, what we got in the movie. Like a throwing... Yeah, in the in, remake. In the remake. It's that kind of knife. It's, mm. it's just, a, like, a throwing knife. Mm-hmm. That is attached to a chain or a rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is like a sentient... Yeah, his own... Demon baby Where thing. Sub-Zero has uh, f- ice powers. Scorpion has, I guess, hellfire powers. Where he has like a demon baby. 
come out of his hand, palm of his hand with like a chain attached and to you it. You just hear, "Get over here!" Yes, which apparently was the ma- one of the makers of the game's voice, I guess, um, from the uh, trivia and stuff that I found uh-huh. out as I was doing research for the movie. Um, but yeah, they have a small little fight scene in this orchard area with all the trees and shit. And then Sub Zero or Scorpion well, gets his. Johnny Cage just runs. Yeah, that's right. They don't first. have a fight here. He just runs away from the little well, he, demon he thing runs out of away. his palm. The demon thing finally like reaches its maximum, and he's like up against the tree, and it's like snapping right at his face. It's, I thought it slammed into the tree. No, it does. Okay, here in a second. Okay, but it's like snapping at his face, and then it gets recalled, and Scorpion then again comes out from behind a tree. Launches it at Johnny Cage again, and Johnny Cage just dodges over to the side, and it gets impaled into a tree, and then just kind of like explodes. Yeah, it dies apparently. Uh, I guess trees is its Achilles heel, I guess. And it like separates from the chain that is coming out of Scorpion's hand, and as he is like retracting that chain, Johnny Cage goes up to attack him, and uh, does a similar move that the does, guy that fights Sub Zero in that taste for things to come. Well, does like a leaping kick type thing. Kind of, but his one foot is still planted. Right. Because this is where Johnny Cage does what's called his shadow kick from the game, where mm-hmm. like he would have his one foot planted on the ground, his other one would be at like a 90 degree angle, and you would just see like four or five Johnny shadows behind him as he lurched forward and just like drove it into mm-hmm. him. Um, but Scorpion uses his teleporting ability. And teleports him to the nether realm. Yes. Johnny falls into the teleport and everything. Because yes. right when he goes into the nether realm, he immediately falls into, like, a stack of skulls and, like, structure, scaffolding structure of some shit. In celery. Yes, in celery. Um, uh, he falls into it. He doesn't know where the fuck he is. He sees all the skulls and shit. Johnny freaks the fuck out. And it's just a uh, sequence of events of uh, Scorpion besting Johnny for them, the most part. Them fighting. In the nether realm. In the nether realm. And then Johnny starts to get the upper hand and does, like, a princess bride. Like, there's a bar. He grabs the bar, <laughs> kicks Scorpion in the face. Very Scorpion, much gymnastics Scorpion hits the ground, yeah. and he does, like, three complete circles <laughs> and then jumps off and grabs up above it <laughs> and, like, pulls himself up above the bar to, like, a higher level and is looking down. And you get scorpions. Scorpion kips up and then just looks at Johnny up above him. Get down from there! <laughs> and just kicks the structure. It kicks the structure, <laughs> breaking it, making him fall to the ground, like all the way to the ground. Yeah, yeah. To the scorpion comes down to the ground, takes off his mask, reveals that, that he's Ghost Rider. Apparently, well, <laughs> he is. Like in the game, yeah, he'll peel off his his. Mask, yeah, yeah, and it's just a skull, and he'll like engulf. It's one of his fatalities mm-hmm. from the like original game, right? Uh, yeah, and, and he looks to he starts like bellowing fire at Johnny as well. Uh, Johnny sees a shield with like uh, spikes around the edges. It's a saw blade, whatever. Uh, yeah, it's just a giant saw blade. He grabs onto it, uh, harnesses it, and then just does this like weird like spinny move up in the air. Well, no, he. He uses it to block the breath. That's right. Initially, yeah. And then finds, like, the head of a spear mm. and throws it at Scorpion, piercing his arm and causing flames to shoot out of his arm. As, yeah, like this... Like his blood Like lava-looking blood 
Yeah. Yeah, it's not doesn't look like regular blood, it just looks like lava. Yeah. And then uh runs at him with the shield, jumps up in the air and twirls around with it because it's a giant saw blade. Yeah. And like cuts through his chest, more fire pours out, cuts the top of his head off, and then you see him getting ready to explode. Johnny Cage runs away. Yes. Jumps out of the way as he explodes. And then you see uh, Johnny Cage's friendship from the first game, which is, like, after he kills somebody, he throws an autographed picture of himself on it that says, like, to my biggest fan. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. Um, yeah, that's what happened. It just falls into frame with a few embers of fire and shit around it. But it's it's absurd, but also, yes, it's from the game. Um, I think we cut to uh, Liu Kang fighting Katana. Yes. Uh, and he doesn't know who he's fighting. He's just in the middle of the ring, and then Katana walks up, and it, the, this, like, uh, uh, like piccolo music starts playing, I guess. Yeah. Almost flute, maybe piccolo music starts playing as she walks up, and it's very sensual and sexy and shit as she walks up. Uh, and it looks like he doesn't want to fight her. He, I think he tells her right before they fight he doesn't want to fight her. And Shao... Or not Shao, but uh, Shang Tsung tells Katana, "Is like I don't want any funny business." Pretty much, uh, they start sparring and shit. Uh, Katana bests him, gets him into like a hold, whispers in an armbar. Yeah, and like an armbar, uh, whispers to him like in your next fight. No, that's the second time. Is the it first? The first time she's like, "You can't, you can't fight against him yet. You have to be able to believe in yourself or mm, something like yeah, that." Yeah, yeah. Some some. Feel good bullshit. Advice for him to use. And then they start fighting again. She puts him in another arm bar. She's like, in your next fight, use what makes life. Yeah, use the power of life. Or some... I think I wrote it down. I thought I wrote it down. I guess I didn't. But yeah, some along the lines... Water is what she's hinting at. And we'll get to it here in a bit. Uh, a few uh, uh, more... I think it's like one other time. She bests him again, puts him in a hold... Tells him something else, like, uh, this is all the advice I can give you. Shang Tsung gets up and he's like, that's enough. Uh, and tells Katana, you disappointed me. Uh, the fight's over. Nobody wins. Um, we then cut to in, like, a, a sparring arena where, like, a monk is carrying, like, uh, two things of water. Yeah, on a... Uh, this monk puts it down in the center of the room, or kind of in the center of the room, uh, kneels down, starts taking water from it. We then cut to the monk that's taking water from it, and we see it's Raiden, Raiden. in monk garb. Um, he sees Liu Kang enter into this arena. He fucks off. Uh, Liu Kang comes in, and apparently, I guess in this fight, Liu Kang was supposed to have like this big like entrance like with like flips and shit, and Robin Shell just couldn't convincingly pull it off, so he just had him come in. Oh. do a, whatever the fuck he does and then Sub-Zero comes in comes down the steps does his thing and they just have like this It's they have a, a little bit of a sparring match but then Sub-Zero gets bested by Liu Kang and then just starts charging up his like I guess freeze Winter dome Winter Wonderland yeah everything starts to he like the dome starts to get bigger and bigger starts freezing everything around him uh, Liu Kang tries to reach into it he freezes his hand and yeah gets a little like freezer burnt And he's like, ow, 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 and he goes to move away, and he knocks over one of the buckets. Yeah, and it starts freezing immediately. Um, And then he sees Katana, remembers what she said. Which she's just off to the side. They're just watching. (laughs) Leering at Liu Kang. And he's like, oh, yeah, water. 
grabs the other bucket and like just whirls it around in like a very fucking weird way. Uh, but then, yeah, just flings it through the dome. It apparently, instead of just making like a wall of ice, which is what I think it would do technically. It makes an ice spear. Yes. Um, and it basically impales Sub-Zero into the wall behind him, uh, killing Sub-Zero. And turning him to ice. Yes. And I think he explodes. Yep. He was Sub-Zero, now plain Zero. <laughs> Uh, what's the next scene? I don't think it's a metal fight. Nobody, like, like, obviously, I know you know what that's from. I'm a little disappointed in you right now. Here's Sub-Zero, now plain Zero. You don't, you don't, like, that's not ringing any bells? Uh, Hercules? No. (laughs) Like the Disney movie, Hercules? No. (laughs) I have no clue. (laughs) Disappointed! (laughs) Maybe I'm just not overthinking it. What is it from? You might be overthinking it. It's from The Running Man. Yeah, that, no, no fucking clue. Movie? I've maybe seen that movie once. Oh. Um, <laughs> so I guess you screaming disappointed is apropos. Um, <laughs> uh, I think the next scene is Shang Tsung walking up to Goro. He's like, I'm done playing these games. It's time for you. Yeah. We're done letting them win. Now you can... Which I should also mention, the guy doing the voice of Goro is Kevin Michael Richardson. He does a lot of voices for, like, Family Guy. Uh, he was one of the leads in the Cleveland show before it uh, ended and everything. But he is one... Of, he's a v- prolific voice actor. Um, uh, Goro stands up. He's like, finally. Uh, and then we just see, like, quick scenes of, like, Goro punching a bunch of guys, then flipping into frame, apparently dying by Goro's hand. And it's, like, several of them. And it just happens... Repeatedly, over, over and, and over, over and over and over again. Until we get to the uh, uh, final one before Johnny Cage fights him, which is Art Lean in an arena, like, doing, like, exercises and shit, like, limbering up and shit. And he doesn't know who he's fighting. Uh, we have this entire crowd around him. You have Sonya, uh, Liu Kang, and Johnny in the crowd as well watching him. And then In the least believable way, because he's, like, up there warming up and, like, Throwing jabs, like, low jabs, like... <laughs> That's as, this, like, weird split as well. As Goro walks in with everybody cheering, Goro, 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 Goro. <laughs> and Art Lean looks at him, he's like, Jesus Christ, who is this Goro? What the hell are you? <laughs> like, after he's in the ring, like, with him, like, looking directly at the area that Goro is coming from. Yes. And it's like, come on, man. Like, you saw him come. Like, you saw him before he entered the ring. With and you. also, he's killed a bunch of guys up to this point. Yeah. So you know the... You would know who he is. <laughs> yeah. It's not like they kept it secret. <laughs> right. Um, Johnny gives him some quick uh, advice about fighting Goro, and then we just get the scene of Art Lean getting his ass handed to him by Goro. Um, he's basically knocked out, near knocked out, and Shang Tsung tells uh, Goro to finish him. Goro lifts him up, brings... With his bottom arms. Yes, and brings his top arms up. kind of happens in the game. Like, in the game, Goro would grab you with his bottom arms, Mm -hmm. and Goro wasn't a playable character. He was only a, like, mini-boss. Yeah. Um, So he would grab you with his lower set of arms, and then, like multiple like just rain blows down on your face with mm-hmm. his upper arms yes 
so it's kind of an homage to that. Yeah, yeah. But he only hits Art once. Yes, and, and kills, kills him, him. Instant, instantly. Everybody's not happy about that. We see Sonya and I think Johnny screaming no. Liu Kang is just shocked as uh, Art's body falls to the ground, lifeless. Um, and then we get another flawless victory. Yes. Uh, and then we cut to another scene of Johnny Cage walking up to Shang Tsung. He's like, I want to fight Goro. I don't give a shit. Let me fight him. No, not yet. It's not? No. What's the next scene? They're like in the courtyard area. And... Uh, I think they're trying to convince Johnny. Raiden is talking to them about how none of them like are ready to win the tournament. Mm-hmm. Because they're all still suffering from their flaws. And he's like, Johnny, your flaw is that you are mm-hmm. so worried about what everybody thinks, whether you're a fake or real, that you rush into fights without thinking. And that y- you will fight bravely, but you will die mm-hmm. doing that that way. And then he's like, Sonia, your weakness is you don't trust anybody. So if you, don't, if you continue not to trust anybody... You'll never be able to survive Mortal Kombat or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then he like starts to walk away, and Liu Kang like runs up like after he airs everybody else's personal laundry <laughs> right. to the rest of the group. Like he starts to walk away, and Liu Kang like runs up to him. He's like, "Wait, what's what's my flaw?" And he says something about how like you ran away from your destiny yeah, and you lost if faith. You're, if you're not willing to accept your destiny, then you'll never win. Right. Type stuff. And then Johnny Cage goes... Up to Shang Tsung. Up to Shang Tsung. Says that he wants to fight Goro. And Shang Tsung agrees as long as... He... He yeah. can then challenge someone for the final combat. And... Uh, uh, an opponent of his choosing at an location, at a location of his, of his choosing. choosing. Yeah. And he says fine. And then Raiden shows up and is like, No, don't! Yes. Uh, and aha, too late, as you say, or how do you say, a deal's a deal. Yes. Um, and Raiden Which, basically... like, then everybody looks at him and is like, come on, man, that's like a really common saying. Like, <laughs> you don't have to go, how do you say, like, everybody knows how the fuck to say that. And uh, I think Raiden basically tells Johnny, he's like, what did you do, or some shit like that. Yeah, and Johnny's like, don't worry, I've got a plan. <laughs> All right. Uh, we then cut to Johnny in a similar arena that Art was in, or, uh, yeah, Art, yeah, Lean was in, uh, gravel on the ground, everybody's surrounding them, he's got his shades on and everything, Goro walks up, grabs the shades off Johnny's face, and crushes them, and I don't think Johnny says anything. No, he doesn't, he just kind of, like, sizes him up, and then, uh, you hear fight, Johnny Cage immediately does a split, yes. and punches Goro <laughs> right in the dick, straight in the dick. <laughs> Which is, once again, one of his special <laughs> yes. moves from the game. And I don't know if you know what it's called. Do you know what it's called? No. It is called the Nutcracker Sweep. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Punches Goro in the dick. And Goro just goes, like, everybody's chanting, Goro, Goro, <laughs> yes. Goro, Goro. And Goro's like, yeah, yeah, I'm awesome. I'm awesome. And then he gets punched in the dick. And he's just like, ah. Everybody shuts up. <laughs> Everybody stops. And Johnny Cage immediately runs away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Punches him in the dick and runs away. And his Goro's like, they're just going like, oh, <laughs> yes. oh, God. Oh. Uh, but Johnny runs to like a cliff area. Well, he runs like up the step 
like up a set it's of steps. somewhere close apparently yeah up a set of steps up this mountain yeah, yeah. and Shang Tsung is like go after him and then Goro's like oh okay yeah my balls don't hurt that bad <laughs> yeah I'm Goro and then everybody starts chanting Goro again uh, he follows after Johnny and then they have Johnny run th- runs through a little cave yeah, yeah. sees that Goro's going to be coming here soon like jumps up on the wall yeah, near the, the entrance. entrance of the cave yeah. and Goro walks out onto the like the little balcony that's there <laughs> looks everywhere but where Johnny is at. Right. Like, where did he go? I don't know. I'm looking everywhere. What kind of sorcery is this? <laughs> and then Johnny Cage says, those were $500 sunglasses, you asshole. <laughs> yes. And Goro turns around and Johnny Cage jumps off and kicks him in the face. Yep. Uh, and they have like a little... There's, m- a, there's oh. a very, very quick fight. Yeah. And um, we, all, we they got to a wide shot, which is this is where the puppetry might have come into play, the traditional puppetry, because Goro does like a barrel roll at one point. I'm like, that was not done with the guy in the suit. Yeah. There's no way in fucking hell. Um, um, but ends up like falling off of the side of this mountain into a storm that's happening. Yeah. And Johnny Cage looks over the edge, and you see Goro yeah, holding it, on, and Johnny Cage looks at him and says, this is the part where you fall down. <laughs> And Goro, and Goro let's go, and oh, he falls into the nothingness. Uh, and then we cut to immediately Sonya screaming. Yeah, Sonya screaming. They run to see... Raiden and Liu Kang are running towards Shang Tsung, who has Sonya in right, his arms. Right, and uh, Johnny Cage joins them. Shortly like, after. Like, right at the portal. Because this portal starts to open up, and Shang Tsung is like, I get to choose the location for and my Final opponent. Combat. And my opponent. I choose Sonya Blade, and we're fighting out in Outland. Outworld. Or Outworld. And he fucks off through the portal. Yes. And uh, then Raiden's like, you know, I can't follow you there. My powers are useless in Outworld. And um, he basically they're like, well, we can can go through. And they, they end up discovering, or Raiden says something cagey. And Liu Kang's like, oh, she didn't accept... The challenge. Yes. Because she has to accept the challenge in order for it to be a for true to be, Mortal Kombat yeah, tournament. Mortal Kombat. And, uh, and he's like, okay, I have nothing left to teach you. Go on. Go. Yes. Go. <laughs> they're like, well, what the fuck are we supposed to do when we get there? He's like, oh, look around. You'll find you'll find a guide somewhere. Yeah, like, yeah somebody will help you. It'll be fine. Like, go, just go. Uh, they end up going to Outworld, and they're walking around for a bit, and they are around this, like, dilapidated building and shit, and Johnny's like... Making, making jokes, like... Johnny Cage's dialogue in this movie is really fucking good at some points. Yeah. Like, whenever they're out in here, like, at first, he says something that I was like, okay, that's that's pretty funny. And then, uh, like, at one point, whenever, like, Liu Kang starts acting weird and, like, backing up, he's like, I'm feeling kind of uncomfortable here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Liu Kang uh, is hearing Johnny talk, but he's not paying attention to what he's saying uh he's slowly backing up to like this broken down wall and shit and johnny's like what the fuck are you doing like you're just walking up to the back of this wall and then all of a sudden luke kang turns around quickly grabs at the wall and pulls reptile from the wall and shit throws him like into this like statue apparently, yeah into like a statue body that- which then starts pulling reptile into it for reasons i guess yeah oh i mean these statues are everywhere they're like of giant people that have their... Like, crucified, I guess. That are Yeah, they're crucified, but also eviscerated. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they're, they're 
chest and stomachs are hanging open. Yeah. And whenever a reptile gets thrown into it, like, it starts growing human parts all over it. Yeah. And reptile, the little CGI thing, becomes reptile, the martial artist, ninja. (laughs) And we hear a voiceover say reptile (laughs) as he appears and shit. Uh, he kicks... And then he kicks the ever-loving <laughs> shit out of, out of Liu, Liu Kang. Kang. Yes. For a good, like, five minutes. Yeah, it's a good while that he just... Until Liu Kang musters up the strength he to do his famous bicycle kick. Beating the absolute piss <laughs> yes. out of Liu Kang. And there's a couple of, like, cool things, like, because Reptile, the boss in the game, was very, very difficult. Mm. And, like, um... There's a few times whenever, like, he's taking posture after, like, taking a hit mm. or something that he, like, moves his arms in a very snaky way or, mm. like, like he does a lot of reptilian-type things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's pretty fucking cool. Um, and then at one point, he gets knocked down and his, like, face is right against the ground and he, like, huffs <laughs> like a like a dog or a a reptile yeah. or like a big cat or like any type of animal does yeah. where he's like <laughs> and a huge fucking puff of air comes out and like dust flies everywhere yeah then Liu Kang ends up doing the bicycle kick through a wall which which is an, one of his moves mm-hmm. from the video game yeah like he just kicks with both feet like he's riding a bicycle does the weird as he's doing well, it's, it it's the turkey kick because it kind of <laughs> sounds more like a <laughs> yeah. Hold on, let's see. Um, That's not on the soundboard either. Just the Liu Kang ha yeah. That's just your regular. <laughs> That's basically it. Um anyway, so yeah, so Liu Kang best reptile and um, one of the other things that I learned is during this scene, right before he bicycle kicks Reptile back through the wall, mm-hmm. you can see a Mortal Kombat code on the wall. Oh, really? That is uh, question mark, Goro Mortal Kombat logo, question mark, Goro Mortal Kombat level. But the first one, like, like the Mortal Kombat logo, is really fucking worn and you can barely see it. So mm-hmm. it was like, Question mark, Goro, question mark, question mark, Goro, Mortal Kombat logo. Which, if you put that into Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, that came out at the same time, you get absolutely nothing. Oh, really? <laughs> but <laughs> if you put in question mark, Goro, oh, I see. Mortal yeah. Kombat logo, question mark, Goro, Mortal Kombat level, Mortal Kombat logo, uh, your, you unlock a game mode where your character morphs into different fighters as you are playing. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty so awesome. So it was it was a little easter egg hidden in that that mm. people could I then never knew that, yeah. could then put into uh the Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 mm-hmm. arcade machine mm-hmm. and like give themselves a challenge of like instead of playing one character doing the same move over and over and over again, yeah. you constantly had to shift. Yeah. And, yeah. Especially with different characters, depending on who you're playing, you had to play a different way. Um, yeah. But yeah, Liu Kang, um, best reptile to the point where he just basically starts falling apart. Well, he turns back into the statue, and for whatever reason, whenever its chest opens back up, it's just full of, like, 
bugs. Yeah, all kinds of bugs. Instead Millipedes, of, centipedes, instead cockroaches. Of reptiles. Yeah. Like little fucking geckos just like nope, yeah. nope, nope and out. Like I would have been okay with that, but I'm like, why are there bugs? Yeah. Like reptiles aren't bugs. It made no bugs sense. Bugs aren't reptiles. Yeah. Like those are two very different things. But then the exasperated body of reptile comes out. And Liu Kang's just like, not today. No. Nope. Not today, Satan. <laughs> and fucking curb stomps him and kills him. Yep. And then I think Katana shows K- up. Yeah, Katana comes out. And she tells him uh, the backstory of the world that they're at. Out yep. world. This, this was her world. Uh, they lost in Mortal Kombat to Shao Kahn, who is the emperor that Shang Sun serves. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost ten times. They lost their realm. He took over. He killed her parents, who was the king and queen of Outworld, and adopted her so he would have a claim to the throne. Mm. And we'll get to that in Annihilation about those characters, but we have some of those characters, which the characters are perfectly fine in Annihilation. It's just, A, the story is shit, and B... I know it's the 90s, but even the CGI in Annihilation is just utter trash. They they tried too hard to, yes. like, instead of, like, like oh, well, we already did Goro, and he's dead. Like, how can we, how can we beef that up? A Minotauro. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no. Just, like, accept that that character is dead, and, like, you can just have a big motherfucker with a battle axe, or with a, with a hammer. Mm-hmm. Like Shao Kahn in the game, yeah. Not Shao Kahn, the version that we got in Annihilation, because <laughs> that's fucking garbage too. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> and that can be your main bad guy and it'd be fine. Yes, but we'll get to that next week. Yeah. But um, yeah. So she tells him that they ha- that Liu Kang is going to have to fight Shang Tsung, and he's going to have to face three challenges. Well, he has to go through the Black Tower. Yes. And in the Black Tower, you'll face three challenges. First, you will face your enemy. Then you will face your fears. Yourself. The second one is yourself. And oh, the third one is, is your face fear. your fears. Uh, I thought it was reversed. I thought the final one was like, then you'll have to face yourself. <laughs> like, oh my god, no! Like, if I have to face my fears, okay, whatever. Like, yeah. Like, like you, for example. Like, yeah, sharks are scary, but, like, I can jump in the ocean and be like, I faced my fears. <laughs> but then you have to face yourself, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm a failure. I hate everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like, if you face yourself second, mm-hmm. I feel like yourself is the hardest thing to face. Yes. So having it second doesn't make as much sense as having it third is, like, the, I don't understand the big reveal of, <laughs> oh, my God. But anyway, yeah, you have to face... Your enemies, yourself, and then your fear. Yes. Uh, we then cut to uh, Shang Tsung trying to convince Sonya that she wants to fight him. And well, just a bunch of monks. Yeah, yeah. Walking into this room. And she's tied Where up. she's tied to a pillar in, like, a leather mini dress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With her hair all, like, like puffed out. And yeah, <laughs> like, like, very 80s hairstyle. <laughs> yes. Uh, like, it's very teased and very like, large. Like, yeah, I know I'm in a dress now, so can we make my hair, like, mm, let's make it frumpy. <laughs> yes. Um, and she uh, tells Shang Tsung, my friends will never... My friends will come for yeah, me. Yeah. And she keeps saying it, and he's like, your friends aren't coming. And then as he's walking away, she's like, my friends will come for me. 
and then you get the worst fucking reveal ever when he's like, actually, and he takes off his monk robes and it's Johnny Cage. He's like, your friends are already here. <laughs> yes. Uh, Johnny Surprise! <laughs> Johnny takes off his robes, followed by Lou and Katana, and they're all standing there, and Liu Kang is basically telling Shang Tsung, like, look, fight me. Well, no, because Shang Tsung is like, well, fuck. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Cage, I challenge you! That's right. And then Liu Kang takes off his robe, he's like, no, you will face me. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not going to face you. And then Liu Kang's like, I challenge you to final combat, uh, you can either accept or yield. If you yield, you lose. Mm. What's your choice? And Shang Tsung's like, no, I'm not going to play that game. And then Katana's like, oh, but you're, you're, you know, you're, our emperor wouldn't be very happy with you. You're trying to sully the good name of the tournament. Not like you haven't been doing that the whole fucking movie, but you're doing it now. <laughs> but then he sullies the to- tournament in the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't like it. And he's like, okay, bet. You've, yeah, yeah, you got me. He's like, okay, I'll fight you. Mm. He tells all the monks to get the fuck out of here. Yep, and uh, Johnny is undoing... Untying. Untying Sonya. Sonya. Yeah. And then they, like, everybody else fucks out of the room completely. And they just, like, go stand on the Off steps. to the side, yeah. <laughs> and then you get a little fight scene between... Cha, uh, or uh, Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung and... It's a pretty decent fight. Liu Kang. And it's a, it's a good fight scene. Uh, but, like, halfway through, they just cut over to the steps... For no reason. And, like, <laughs> yeah, Johnny Cage is, like, just looking Sonya up and down. And she's like, what? And he's like, you look good in a dress. <laughs> and then it cuts back to the fight. Like, she just kind of rolls her eyes. <laughs> it looks it like she was going to say more, but they immediately cut it off. Um, but, yeah, they cut back to the fight. Uh, and as they cut back to the fight. I think Shang Tsung gets his ass handed to him. Well, no. this is where Shang, he wakes up all the Shang different Sun warriors. had gotten his ass kicked. Before this point, mm. and as they flash over, he says that, and then it flashes back, and he's like, "You impudent mortal!" And then you see the big shadow thing, and Johnny Cage is like, "The fuck is that?" <laughs> yeah. And Katana's like, "Oh, that's that's his power from the thousands of souls. warrior souls." Yeah, and you see a few of them shoot off into like these little chambers in the ground, chambers that pop up warriors, and you hear Katana say, "Face your enemy." Yes. For whatever reason. Yes, they are his enemy, but I don't know how this is one of his challenges. But and yeah, then, there's like five of them surrounding him, and it's all different variations of different warriors. Yeah, like there's a samurai, there's... A, 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 what was it, like a, like a Genghis Khan-looking one? Like yeah. Like a Mongolian horde of some sort? And there's like other martial artists, I guess? It makes no sense why but they all these have, ones... They all have weapons, yeah. and so... They all fight uh, him. They all fight him. He beats, he bests them all. Mm. And Shang Tsung, like, fucks off and runs upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Like, the upper, like, ledge area. And is, like, looking down at him after he beats them all and is like, you're nothing. And then it fucking cuts to Katana and she's like, face yourself. And Liu Kang's facing himself is... I'm not afraid of who I am anymore and runs up the steps. <laughs> That's it. Because immediately it's face your fears yeah. after. And as he's standing up there, it's face your fears. And he says, I'm not afraid. And Shang Tsung is facing away from him at this point. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm not afraid of who I am anymore. Like I am the chosen one. I'm the last descendant of, he says, I'm the last descendant of Kung Lao, mm-hmm. which is not accurate. I thought him and, uh, what's his name? 
Uh, the one with the hat. I can't remember his fucking... Kung Lao. Is it Kung Lao? Yeah. Oh, okay. They're the same age. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought they were, like, descendants of someone. No. I can't remember. Kung Lao is the last living descendant of the great Kung Lao. Oh, okay. Like, he's named the same. Okay. Um, but in this, f- for movie purposes... Mm. They use that name right, right. as like a stand-in. Yeah, just to be like, look, we mentioned somebody that's not in this movie. Um, it's like, you know, face me. And you see Shang Tsung's wicked smile. And as he turns around, he morphs his body into Chen, yeah. his younger brother. And is talking to Liu as spikes come out of the Mortal Kombat logo. And all the bodies that the Liu had fought earlier are gone. Are gone, yeah. yeah. Um, that come out of the ground and stuff in the shape of the in the shape dragon. of the dragon yeah yeah Shang Tsung as Chen is like you know come with me like we can just go home like I forgive you for getting me killed mm-hmm. and stuff like it's not your fault you left I, me I I forgive you for leaving me like yeah. it's your fault I died but like I forgive you for it so it's not a big deal anymore <laughs> yeah. And you see Lou like, like, no, this isn't real. You're not my brother. Yeah, he's, you're not my brother. And he's like, I forgive you for killing me. And at that point, Lou's just like, nope. <laughs> and then he immediately. Chose, he chose his own path. Yeah, he was his own man. Every man's responsible for his own action. Shang Sun gets pissed. And immediately changes back. Immediately changes into Shang Sun. <laughs> and then they fight a little bit more. Ending with like. Like. He he gets a couple of good hits in on Liu Kang and like yes. throws him away from the spikes. Yeah, like to and the then, back of where the door is, and then Shang and then or Liu Kang walks like, up musters and is the like, strength. He's like, "Fuck you!" and ends up doing um, the pose from the game for his fireball special, where he would like go up over his head and like with both hands shoot out a little fireball that would hit. And there's a little bit of energy that like surges around his arms, mm-hmm. showing that that's what it's it's supposed to be. Yeah. Is the fireball special knocks Shang Tsung onto the spikes, killing him, yes. and releasing all the souls. His brother comes out, but he, right when he impales and you see him die, he immediately becomes like an emaciated like skeleton. Like all the flesh and muscle and shit just dries up on his body right before all the souls get released and shit. Yep. And then you see. Liu Kang's brother, like, walk out, and it's like, we'll be together again one day, until then my spirit will be with you, and they, like, interlock fingers, mm-hmm. like, that was their thing, thing which we they... never seen right. up until this point, um, and then walks back in, and all the souls, like, dissipate, Yeah, they come back victorious, they go back to the... It immediately cuts back to them arriving back at the... At the, the temple. The temple where with everybody's... The um, like all this ethereal music is playing. Yeah, and everybody's shit. cheering and happy and stuff. They want Earth One, and then the movie ends because we don't even need to uh, to talk about that next scene because we don't even need to talk about the next movie because it's garbage. <laughs> uh, the movie does not yeah. end, right? No, if you if you end the movie right there, like it's nice, it's neat, it's done. I get it, but that's not where it ends. No, the. <laughs> One fucking thing explodes. Like the and you main see temple. A, you see an ethereal version of Shao Kahn saying, you know, subject yourself to my will. Yeah, you fools. I'm supposed to have your souls. I think it's the line. Uh, and then the Raiden is. is like, I don't think so. I don't think so. And then they all take up fighting stances. And you get the...
and that's the I end know, of the movie, you're right? Out. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the end of the movie. Uh, and for all intents and purposes, up to like maybe the last like couple minutes of the movie, it's halfway decent. Yeah, it's, it's not very bad. '90s. It's not something to. It's not a great movie, but it's a fun movie. I'll watch it every so often. Annihilation, not so much. Um, we'll get to I Annihilation next week. I haven't watched week. that movie in probably... I, I want to say it's been a few years since I've it's watched Annihilation. It's probably been at least ten yeah. since I've watched it. And it, the DVD set I have of both the movies, it came with Annihilation, so I, I own it because it came with the Mortal Kombat movie, um, which is also a $5 bin pick that I got from Walmart. Same with uh, Super Mario Brothers, but um, we'll talk about that next <laughs> you week. drastically overpaid for that movie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I said, I really enjoy I could, this movie. I could win it out of a penny slot and I'd still be like, no, <laughs> I want my money back. So the uh, critic score on this movie from Rotten Tomatoes uh, is 44%. The audience score, 57%. So it's about 50-50, love it or hate it, depending on who you are. If you're a fan of the games, you like this movie. If not, then you just don't understand what the fuck is going on. Right. Or anything that's going You don't really care about any of the characters. Right. Um, uh, the budget for this movie was $18 million, which is halfway decent. Uh, it made its opening weekend $23.3 million. Like we said, this movie was a huge hit. Right. Um, at this point, at this point, the most popular arcade games mm-hmm. were the Mortal Kombat games. Yeah. Uh, domestically it made $70.5 million, internationally $51.8 million, and altogether $122.2 million. Now... If we adjust all that for 2021 dollars, the budget for it was 31.3 million dollars. Opening weekend was 40.5 million dollars. Uh, domestically, its entire run it was 122.6 million dollars. Internationally, 90.1 million dollars, and a grand total of 2021 dollars, uh, 212.4 million dollars. So, this movie made a decent amount of money. That's and why we I, got a sequel. And I want to say that this is the first movie that we've talked about. That on its opening weekend made more than it, its budget. I'm pretty sure. Uh, the all the DC movies made back their budget. Not their opening weekend. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't think that's right. I have I, to look. I want to say I believe, because I try to like keep track of that as we talk about it but i want to say i'll just look up man of steel and see that this is the first movie that made more than its budget its opening weekend there's like they all made over their budget over their run In all yeah yeah yeah. Uh, but, but you're just talking about the opening yeah, the weekend. opening weekend numbers. Yeah. well no uh opening weekend no uh budget for man of steel was 225 million opening weekend was 116 i've sworn one of them did no. Uh, a budget for Wonder Woman, $149 million. Opening weekend, $103. Yep. I'm, I'm like 90% sure that this is the first movie that we've talked about that made over its budget on its opening weekend. You might be right. I'm trying Batman vs. Superman. No. $250 million, uh budget. Uh, opening weekend, $166 million. What And if any of our listeners w- want to fact check that, like... Go for it. I'd almost bet Aliens probably did. Well, but we weren't doing the box office stuff at that time. Like, we didn't start that until after the Predator series. That's not giving me the budget for the Aliens movie anyway. So, an opening weekend, it made $10 million, So, 
I'd almost bet the budget for that was probably a good 18 as well. Yeah, um, so probably not. You might be right. I can't think of any other movie that would have made decent amount of money that we've talked about. Either way, yeah, it, it was a huge deal back in the day. I remember when it came out, uh, I wanted to go see it. My parents let me go. They let me see it by myself. They paid for the ticket and everything and let me go in. Obviously, I think it was like Gage's age. I think it was like 12, yeah. 13, whenever it came out. But they let me go see it. Um, which, it's not as bloody as, say, like the games were. No, like, it's absolutely the games. not. The games, fun fact, the first Mortal Kombat game is basically the reason that the ESRB even exists. Oh, really? And it was the first video game ever to be rated mature. Oh, look at that. I mean, it stands to reason all that shit was happening at the same time with Tipper Gore and all the yeah. uh, parental advisory bullshit. So, uh, yeah, it stands to reason that and all that was happening. And it was because... Like, up until this point, there wasn't really much blood in video games. Mm-hmm. And this had a shit ton of blood. Well, the first one did. Yeah. On Sega Genesis. Super Nintendo, they were not allowed to have blood on screen. Um, which they quickly changed for Mortal Kombat 2. Because the Genesis version of the original Mortal Kombat game mm-hmm. sold at a scale of 4 to 1. To the Super Nintendo, uh-huh. even though at that point there were more Super Nintendos sold mm-hmm. than Sega Genesis, but it still sold because out. of the blood and stuff. More people gravitated towards the. I mean, it was of its own Genesis. thing. I mean, like you just said, we did not have a game like Mortal Kombat. Up, we had Street Fighter, of course, um, but something like Mortal Kombat, which was just bloody like, and violent. I feel like that would have been a much better movie to lead into the Mortal Kombat nah, franchise. Nah. Yeah. Nah. We'll, we'll talk about it eventually, but... <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I, uh, if you haven't already and you just listened to us talk, go watch this movie, because it is a fun time. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's... You don't... It's not very highly cerebral, so you can just shut off your brain and no, go, yeah. dumb action movie. Usually when I watch this movie, I'm either reading something or tinkering with something. Right, it's just background noise. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, it's a decent watch. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much all I got. And that's all I've got. Make sure to comment, rate, subscribe. Tell us what you uh, think about the movies that we're talking about. Or just tell us what you think in general. <laughs> tell me that I made you cry. Yeah, tell tell Greg that you made him cry. <laughs> or that you're 100% in agreement with me and Super Mario Brothers is trash. <laughs> the entirety of the D&D group, whenever I was belaboring that, like, after we finished, uh, after we wrapped Godzilla vs. Kong, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like... I have to watch the fucking Super Mario Brothers movie next week. They're like, why? (laughs) And I was like, because Greg wants to to move into the Mortal Kombat movies because it's a video game movie. And they're like, why? Because he wants to and it's a fucking piece of garbage and he enjoys watching me suffer. That's pretty much what it was. When, because whenever we mentioned it, it was just like in passing. Like, you rolled your eyes at it. I was like, oh, we need to talk about this movie soon, and that's why. <laughs> like, if Christianity is true, my version of hell like, <laughs> is watching there, that. There doesn't even need to be fire. It's just like you, very excitedly, like walking up to me, like, let's watch this movie, right? Come on, come on. And I'm like, oh, okay. And for whatever reason, my mind gets wiped every time. And I don't know what it is until the movie starts. And I'm just like, no. And then I'm just like, immediately like, 
I'm just like Jesus. immediately straight jacketed <laughs> yes. to the couch so I can't like shut it off and I just have to watch it. <laughs> and every time like it goes from the excitement of watching a movie with my best friend <laughs> to watching the Super Mario Brothers movie with my best friend. Uh, uh, anyway, you can also find us on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we don't have a Facebook. Uh, we do have Instagram and Twitter at Nerdinian. You can also find me on both those uh, sites as well at that wanker. And remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe it when you can see it, then you'll never make it through the night. Mm-hmm.